and everybody in between i am josh rogers i am brian here and this is another episode of the jigsaw podcast your favorite podcast where we talk about all the things but particularly we talk about the perils the praises the productivity and the pump and circumstance of being black millennials just trying to figure this thing called life out brian yes how are you brother man it is uh, always a great day to be black Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. I say. I mean, you you are adorned in your gold and purple. Mm-hmm. Given a side of nineteen eleven, it's like Laker, Laker gold, <laughs> Laker gold and purple, <laughs> Laker gold and purple. I'm but, just saying. <laughs> I started to question that allegiance real fast because I'm just like, Lord. <laughs> Are you denouncing and renouncing? Because I, you know, oh, the, the girls around here. Oh, that's a great conversation. Putting because... their letters in the trash. Like, go, go somewhere. Go somewhere. <laughs> like, and y'all put these little scriptures on, on it. Like, and it don't even make no sense. Like, <laughs> scriptures ain't connecting. This, they not. They not. Y- y'all don't They're know. Y'all don't know scripture. And, and and it's okay. Like y'all. Y'all want a few videos. Y'all want some likes and stuff like that. Like I get it, but like yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, I have my thoughts, and they will remain true to form. Um, but <sighs> otherwise, brother, how are you? What's going on in your life? What's new? What ain't new? What you don't like? What white person pissed you off? <laughs> it was 13, 13 weeks to Christmas. <laughs> ah, it's beginning. You you still in the spirit? <laughs> I'm 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 in it. I'm in the spirit. I don't know why. Oh, did you? Your girl announced she's dropping an album. Christmas I heard. Album. I heard Brandy's dropping an album. Uh, for I Christmas. enjoy Brandy's Brandy's voice. You know, I've never quite enjoyed her bodies of work, but outside of her hits, so I am I am hoping that these are remakes of classics and yeah. not some Brandy originals because I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know that I want that. maybe one I, or two. I think everybody has room to give us one or two. Yeah. Uh, don't give I me feel a full like, album of original Christmas songs. Nah, we don't really need a full album because we want we want to hear the Christmas songs we already like. We just want a different rendition, a variation of the songs. Like Fantasia, her album was all remakes. CeeLo, remakes. Um, mm-hmm. All my favorite Christmas albums are all just remakes temptations. Of, of of songs. Just give us the songs we already like. Uh, but we just want to hear your voice singing. Shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. We asked for it last year. Give us a Christmas album. You can sing all the songs over. Just we want to hear your voice. Yes, that's all we want. That's all we care about. T- I said the temptations. <laughs> and speaking of the temptations, that's what I. That's what I was intending to do. Mm. You sent me something. I I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it late in the midnight hour, and it made mm. me. It I'll made me. It, oh, whew, it's gonna work in your favor. <laughs> um. It made me question whether or not we were actually friends because <laughs> I'm like, why would this man send me? I'm just going to let y'all hear a little bit <laughs> of what this was that uh, Brian oh, Harris sent me. A mess. Uh, a mess. Right, I'm Paul Williams, Jr. I'm David Ruffin, Jr. I'm Glenn Leonard. I'm Richard Street, Jr. I'm Melvin Franklin, Jr. And, and we, we are... The Sons of Motown. That's it. That's enough. That's is, that is enough. <laughs> the fact that Blue Sun had to say, "And I'm new. like he, you don't even have it. 
brother. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Where first of all, where is Eddie Kendrick's son? I know ain't nobody coming to see Otis, but Otis' son that died, he the founder of the group. Yeah, that's the this one that died. Your, you can't be putting like fifth and fourth replacement temptations and talking about y'all the sons of monster. And then y'all sound terrible. What are y'all going to y'all going to do a, a, a temptations review? Right. What is it I, even going to be, Brian? I haven't the slightest idea. Did Barry, Barry Gordy's finna sue? <laughs> Hello. Finna sue them. Uh, He's I hope, 56 year old man. I want Otis to sue them. Like Otis, you 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 hold down the thing because that Otis, was and Otis Otis needs a check. He looks like he needs a check. Have you seen Otis? Yeah. Yeah, he looks terrible. He looks like Lil Boosie Daddy. Oh. He could be Lil Boosie's Daddy. Mm, that black cracking? <laughs> Not cracking. Ass <laughs> cracked. <laughs> yeah, we don't want no that temptations review. Edit, that black looks like a Mississippi church gravel parking lot. It is oh, done. It is yeah. done. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, okay. I don't, yeah. But uh, sometimes you see something and you're like, I witnessed this. This is oh, it was funny for sure. Let, was like, let me send this, is, let me it send was, this to somebody else. <laughs> it was so bad we needed to watch it. I would have been okay Damn. never knowing that, <laughs> but yeah, it was that. Um, they, how y'all like washed up and y'all the second generation? Well, most of their <laughs> most of their fathers lived a particular life outside of the Temptations, and I don't know if Barry Gordy's contract was as bad as um, TLC's them that they made up, mm-hmm. but I might venture to say that it won a lot of mm. money left over, especially mm. if Mr. Otis is actively singing and performing and touring. Um, so True. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I leave it at that because those men look like they have also lived a particular sort of life. Yeah, they look like they um, lived R and B life, you know. And whew. without without the R and B, without the fruit of R and B, just mm, living, just out here, crack, crack coke, out here, just that hair on. <laughs> As Ike Turner said, they was on that narcotic. <laughs> it's so bad, so bad. Uh, Speaking of, did you yep. listen to the Molly Music album? I did. It, okay. It, based off your, based off your, um, it was a short album. It wasn't long at all. Uh, so it didn't take me long to get through. I was driving listen. somewhere and I listened to it. Um, yeah, solid, solid piece of work. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be anything mainstream. I think we got to have a conversation, but it's a solid, solid piece of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and did it, you hear the, like, the Prince influences? Oh yeah, it's it's sonically oh, yeah, okay. it's great. It's it's a, it's a great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's gonna be one of those like no one's gonna talk about it. I, I, the social media's haven't even talk, been talking about it. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's one so, of the ones you gotta be a you gotta be a, a Molly fan mm-hmm. to kind of just enjoy that one. Um, yeah, and I think I think you're right. We gotta have conversations even about artists who decide to put out art for the sake of art. I think that what yeah. I think that's the current era Nas is in now. Mm-hmm. He's um I'm not a big Nas fan, but what from I heard, I think maybe you told me this. He's just dropping music because he just mm-hmm. enjoys music at this point in the game and he ain't got nothing else to prove and he's just putting out the stuff that feels good to him. Yeah. Um yeah. and for those who love he's Nas, not. they're they're enjoying it. It ain't like a mm-hmm. shout out to our boy Music Soul Child, who's intentionally mm-hmm. trying to put out music and it's just not mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not giving you know, it's what just, it, it was not giving it's what it not, It's just not giving. It's just not doing what it needs to do. Right. And this is again, music soul child stand here. I'm I'm a stand. Oh, absolutely. Like unapologetic. 
But it but just after music and the magic, it just it the, the magic is gone. <laughs> it's just I wonder I wonder why God took his hand off of him. What did he do? <laughs> Man. What did he do, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because when God takes okay. his hand off of you, it just just until least keys. What 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 the wine to say? Whatever you do, Lord, <laughs> don't take your joy from me. Mm. <laughs> um, ooh, those whining. Oh. Good music. Good music. Yeah. Um, I want. I want. I want. Great music. I want to do this. I want you to go to Hulu. Okay. And watch the other black girl. Okay. Black woman, or is it black girl? I think it's the other black, black girl. Or the black girl. Either it's way, based off like a book or something like that. Yes, Brian. I need you to tap it, Brian. We got it. We have to talk. It's ten episodes. I okay. want to say, are they hour? I don't think they're. I think they're thirty minutes. Please, at some point, do it. It is Shonda Rhimes meets Jordan Peele, with a hint, okay. a hint of comedic relief, because the best friend is kind of funny. Um. But yeah, but Jordan Peele, because there is a thriller component and it tells mm-hmm. like a very black, liberating story, right? What Jordan Peele does. But Shonda Rhimes, because it's so well written and it's kind of suspenseful and it's a great character development. Um, so yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly, I saw a few clips about it on social media before I started watching this. I was like, uh, People don't strike. Ain't nothing really on right now. Let me test it. Because I tried to watch that Top Boy show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's like British, isn't it? Isn't it like, it's like London or something like that? Or? The girls and the guys and the binary family members are, the non-binary folks are loving it. Oh, okay. I, 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 I can't, Brian. And it's, mm. it's worse than... Remember I told you I had, I've restarted Snowfall like five times? Mm-hmm. I'm not even giving this that much grace. I started it once and I watched it in my braider's chair yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Josh, you ain't even watching. You working. I said, because Shay, I can't. I, ain't, nothing, <laughs> ain't nothing keeping my attention. I don't even know what's going on. It's, bro, it's just. And it's not even the language barrier because they speak in like Patois. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's British. I think they're British actors, but they're supposed to be like Jamaican or from some island. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a lot going on. It's a lot, and then it's a lot of Afro beats in the background. It's just it is just culturally rich. Just, mm-hmm. Let me say it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, I don't know. So I tried that, but I, I but I, I tried that other black girl, and man, I got two episodes left, mm-hmm. nine and ten. Um, okay. And the the big reveal has happened. So. Okay. Um, so now it's all kind of like how they, you know, how they how they get get out, so to speak. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, you know, it's good. I think it's great. I think you would enjoy it. I really do, and I'm not okay. just saying that. I really do. I think you enjoy it, bro. Okay. <sighs> all right. Let's do black it. Black ask I'll, I'll, moment or? Uh yes. Okay. Yes, we do have a black ass moment. Let's all right. So it. those that, yes, get into it. All right, Brian's black ass moment. Uh, questions and conversations concerning black culture and community may be critical or comedic. Um, it's kind of within thing, and okay. I really want to know your thoughts. It's really about the living room. Um, mm. Do you feel, um, as a, a grown adult, okay. that you have to respect your elders um, and? That's loaded. Allow 
disrespect, right? How do you, as a grown black person, handle respecting or disrespecting your elders? Oof. You want me to answer that? Yeah, yeah. I want to because I, I, I think that's a, a, a issue in our community. I feel like the the elders feel like they can say and do whatever they want. Even parents mm-hmm. be like, "I'm your mama, but I'm your auntie. I'm your grandma. I'm your this." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I'll say it this way: I don't know that I've had a situation where I've had to course correct to that extent. <laughs> someone. <laughs> Um, someone who's significantly older than me in my family. I've had mm-hmm. had to do it outside of family and mm-hmm. I have no problems doing that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm never disrespectful unless you like take it there. Mm-hmm. Then Josh Rogers can, I can go to bat with the best of Nene Leakes ain't my proverbial godmother for no reason. <laughs> um, so I will say, but if, and there's the other difference. The thing about me too, is that the only people in my life who are elders who possibly mm-hmm. even could are literally my parents and grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. All of my other like great uncles and aunts, we're not we're not super close like that. Mm-hmm. So if they tried, ooh, I would have no problem shutting it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, no problem shutting it down. I, I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know that again. I don't know that I would disrespect them, but it would be very clear what my boundaries are. And if you tried to pull that, well, I'm your auntie. That would probably be the worst thing you could say. <laughs> well, I'm your uncle or whatever. Especially in the fact, especially you are like a, ain't been in my life or and you feel like you just can talk cash crazy because you 60. You're gonna get mm-hmm. your six-year-old feelings hurt. Um yeah. and that's just kind of what it is. And you know, I'm I'm just of that opinion that your age does not give you um a, a permission slip to disrespect me. Great. There's a way, not only not only are we family, but we I am I'm grown. Right. So there's just a mm-hmm. way that you can approach me. You can talk to me. Um, yeah. And if you want to command a certain level of respect, we need to we need it needs to be reciprocal. Um, I feel like we need to have certain types of relationship, even if you want, you know, what I'm saying, because like even think just even think about like rebukes, like think mm-hmm. about the church. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. stuff can come off better from one person versus just yep. random person who feel like they can just say something to you. Right. And, and a lot of times mm-hmm. the only difference is relationship. Yep. Right. So I agree. If that part is missing. Then mm-hmm. you gotta know that ain't gonna land like you thought it was gonna land, sis. Um, yeah, so that's 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 my response. But yeah, I'll let the, I, I'm, again, I'm I'll, let, I'll let the folks battle it out on well, the let, IGs. Let the <laughs> battle it out. But I, I would say I'm a, I'm the same in that regard. I probably go a little deeper when we talk, have the living room conversation. But yeah, I'm kind of similar in that regard. Like, like one growing up, I've always had issue with like authority. So mm-hmm. even when I was like a kid, like aunts, uncles, only one of my, my one uncle, Uncle Louis. And my grandmother could like say something to me. <clears throat> the rest mm. of y'all, who who are mm. you? Like, <laughs> like mm. who are you? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I and mind you, we grew up in a time where aunts and uncles could like reprimand and and discipline. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who who do you think you are? Like, and that wasn't so. So as a, as a 38 year old human being, <laughs> I, say something. And my mom is under the impression of like, no, them is my sisters. Them is my, I, it's my battle to fight. The hell it is. No, it ain't. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're all grown here. No. You I, said I it to, to me? To me, about me. Me going to smoke. <laughs> I want the smoke. <laughs> he said about my brothers and my sisters, I want the smoke. Like, let, let, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's yeah. do it. 
So yeah. um, that's that's that. But yeah, you know, okay. I would let the people on the, on the interwebs let them let them talk about that. We'll let them talk about it. So um, song of the week. Okay, I have a two parter, A and a B selection. All right, two I have tomorrow, we had a, a and B selections. Well, this one is well, this <laughs> one ain't A and B in terms of like. Like yours last week. Yours like, you know, complimented each other. Okay. Mine is sample and original. Okay. I like that. I like that. So it's kind of in theme a little bit. I pulled one from your book, but it's kind of was also what I was vibing to. And it made me think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm laugh a little. It made me think about this, but I've actually grown to enjoy this song more than I alluded to. With you. So um, let's just do it. Okay. <laughs> let's just, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, is this the thing you sent me? Oh god. Oh. Jesus. Oh Lord, help me. The more I the more I listened to it, the more I listened to it, <laughs> the better that thing got to be. And I was like, you know, I still don't know that I would make it one of my favorite songs or samples, but I am not mad at this. It's just and then, it, <laughs> then at the end it kind of got this little vamp thing that kind of I don't know. I know I know how you feel about the, the mm-hmm. Atkins girls, Mary Magdalene and Mary at the Cross. I know how mm-hmm. you feel about them, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's because I am a, you know, I'm a Jodeci stan. Yeah. So, and, 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 and you so, love the Atkins girls too. And I, and I do like, I do enjoy them, And but I'm crucial on samples and I, I, it worked for me. <laughs> I don't know. It works for me. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. So if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, because Brian's just like over this, this, this oh, is where, Jesus. this, this is where it came from. Okay. This, this is, this is a gym right here. All the things you told me You said you'd never leave me We'll be together for eternity Now it's all in the past Now I know I love you Lady, I will do all I can you hear that church in hot. Mm-hmm. So come on in and close the door. Let me show you what I could be. Could you just please tell me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's stop. Ooh, I get that's good. It. That's it's good. So good. Them boys that's are churchy. Good. That's but I to Erica and Warren's credit, I can see why you wanted to flip that because that mm-hmm. that is a churchy that, that's good. song. 
And mm-hmm. and and you would know Casey and JoJo and them came from the church. They just it's all in their music, all in their performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all know I absolutely love Jodeci. I ain't arguing with none of y'all about who's the best R and B male group of all time because it's Jodeci. There's nothing you can say to, to 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 change my mind. I respect y'all opinions, mm-hmm. but that's how I feel about them. So, um, the song titles are the same: "Love You for Life." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Erica Campbell, and then "Love You for Life." Jodeci. <laughs> um, and that's a, actually a perfect segue into a. Special, we got this is a special episode this week. Yeah. Uh, to a special billboard, you know, before we continue, mm-hmm. we're, gonna the, we're gonna do bless the report. We're doing a special billboard, and um, KC <laughs> is, is featured in said billboard. So let's let's bunny hop on over to let's the bless the report so we can talk about that, and then let's get on to this billboard. You ready? Let's do it. All right, we have the blessing report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. You know, we support black folks 24 7, 365, not just on Juneteenth and not just uh, during uh, Black History Month, but we support black people all the time. And listen, we are a couple weeks away from Christmas at this point. So start thinking about some things that you want. We, these, the people that we're reaching out to or people that we are are blessing up, you know, put them in your, in your Christmas list, so whatever it is. Or go back and list all the episodes and then um, listen to see what you can give. Put some ice, a stocking stuffer or a gift card or something like that, right? So Ooh, this week we, stuffers. This week you can't really say put in the stocking stuffer, but uh, we got many solutions and events. Um, but, you know, you can uh, – Christmas party. Who knows? Uh, with Kiana Marshall. This is a strong black name. We love uh, a strong black name at the Jigsaw. Listen, after 13 years in the nonprofit sector, uh, CEO and principal consultant Kiana Marshall created many solutions and events because of her unyielding passion and deep commitment to helping nonprofit organizations thrive. Kenya chose this name, Minnie, to pay homage to her great-grandmother, Minnie May. Strong black name. Strong May. Black name. May is a good, strong middle name. My grandmother's name is Dorothy May. Dorothy May. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dorothy mm-hmm. May. Uh, and the amazing women in her family. Many represent strength, creativity, precision. Many solutions and events help nonprofit organizations operate by pro- uh, providing uh, human support, resources, and services to deliver effective impact and sustainable results. Startup and individual services are also available. So if you're planning on you know, helping somebody start a nonprofit organization in the holiday season, why not? I'm, I'm talking about the holidays probably every week until the Christmas gets here. I uh, love this so out. much. <laughs> 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 reach out uh to uh, or follow uh one on many solutions um many so, uh, excuse me many solutions and events on ig uh or check out the website right now many solutions and events.com again support black business support uh nonprofit organizations who are doing great things in the community mm-hmm. um unfortunately we do have a rest up this week josh Ooh, we God did not stay the hand of death. Oh, <sighs> um, and rest up. Yeah, got a home in the sky. And- <laughs> <laughs> gonna tell this world goodbye. You see, I'm gonna fly away. Hezekiah Walker, you can sponsor us. Gonna be <laughs> caught up together <laughs> with Jesus Christ forever, Brian. You see, I'm going to fly away. What do you want to be? I want to be free. At that time mm. I die. Free. One day. Because yeah. I ain't in one no day. rush for this. But one of these old days. Eh? Listen. One of these old days, I'm going to wave the white flag. On. I'm going to wave the white flag <laughs> on this life. 
<laughs> I don't want to die, but I'm ready if I need to. Woo! Hello. Ain't that what the old say said? I don't want to die, but if I got to, I'm ready. And then they then they see one of the devotional songs saying, and if I die, let me die. Where am I die at, Brian? In the army of the Lord. <laughs> he shot time my die by side in battle. <laughs> <laughs> if you go catch me dying, you gonna find me swinging. How? Listen, hey. listen. All right, Got my war clothes on. <laughs> they might be designer too, but they wore clothes anyway. All right, listen. Okay, Brian, we've Ooh. been churching. Yeah, shout out to Judy McCall. She's always wear fatigues on her day during. Just like why? <laughs> like why? <laughs> Them your folks. <laughs> them your folks. That's the, that your now. folks. That's them California folks. No, she was in California. She went to Tennessee and she went back. Okay. Don't, don't, okay. don't do that, Brian. Okay. I'll, you grew I'll up in, you grew I'll up with that. You grew up with that. I'll, I'll sit with that. I'll sit with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So it. rest up. Rest up this week um, to Irish Greenstead. Uh, Irish Greenstead. Strong. Uh, mm-hmm. Irish Greenstead, a uh, member of the R&B Trio 702, best known for their 1999 hit, Where My Girls At, When My Friends Are Back. She unfortunately was 43, which is so young, so young, so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, her sister and bandmate, Lamisha, another strong, strong black man, <laughs> Lamisha Field, uh, it's L-E, capital, capital M. M. <laughs> I S H A. When when you when you got the 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 like the like LeBron like L E capital B R. That's that's just their, your parents was color color. Listen, <laughs> they love it. Uh, Lamisha mm. announced the death on Instagram post. Uh, it provided no other details. The group announced in December that Irish was taking uh, medical leave of absence due to some medical issues and some challenges. Uh, the Greenstead sisters and Camila Williams, another. Another black name. Just 702 was just really black. Uh, made up 702, which was named for the telephone area code in Las Vegas, where they were from. I believe the other sister was it the twin sister that passed away too, or at one point at a younger age. I believe. Um, where my girl's at was 702's defining hit, peaking at number four <laughs> on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it appeared on their second album, 702, and it was written and produced by none other than Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Small fact. Is that Irish okay. dated Ray J for like eight years? Yeah, interesting. So Will that song no "One Wish" you? was yes, and that's so that song "One Wish" was about Irish. Really? Yeah. If he had one wish, we would be best friends mm-hmm. till the baby's born. That that song. Yeah, that oh. song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The oh. song that he sang on uh, on the uh, on the on verses. The <laughs> oh, I need to. I might need to run that back. That train wreck. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's one of the things you see once. <laughs> That's a once in a lifetime event. Once in mm. a lifetime event. So, um, so bless up to many solutions and events with uh, Keanu Marshall, and mm-hmm. bless rest, rest up. up to uh, Irish. Irish. Yes. Before we move on, mm-hmm. quick question: We talk about music a lot. Okay. I think this is a perfect segue into this billboard. Mm-hmm. Where does seven hundred two rank in your girl group? <clears throat> um, I, I, I don't, I never, I don't mention. <laughs> I know disrespect, but like, no, it was the intentional thought and then landing on. But no, <laughs> it was, that's what I saw all of that just yeah, in your like, face, and I'm just. 
<laughs> like I'm saying a few still a few songs, but like it's you know, it's there's there's okay, there's there's like like different categories. There's TLC up there in the in the in the top story. SWV is in the top story. Um if you want to be fair with or, or Destiny Child, oh Destiny Child's up there. I, I, was, I was about to say, wait yeah. a minute, you, you can't Destiny leave Child, out Destiny Child's up there. Okay. Escape may have key card access to that to that level. Um I would say Invoke has a key card access Invoke to that. Invoke card access. But other than that, it's like a huge drop off. Like total was was good at a time. Mm-hmm. Um Black had like one song. Like you're getting to like one hit wonder category. There wasn't really any work girl group, and, and we're not talking about current. We're not talking about your your, your um your girls uh, from back in the day that you feel like the best girl group of all time. Uh, the emotions, the emotions. Yeah, we're talking about current '90s. Woo, does it take much to make me happy? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get me started, bro? <laughs> but um, yeah, there's not really that many girl groups that I'm like, you know, yo, know, like it's it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so maybe like a handful. So you know, I I never be like, you know what? Let me just play this seven oh two. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like so they I had got, a couple of songs, but you know. No, 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 no. I, I get it. I just was wondering because um when I was doing research, you know, to learn more about Irish, um, the article that I referenced um referenced a 2018 Vibe article that said while they're not commonly mentioned with the TLCs and Destiny's Child, they were one of the defining girl groups. And I was like, Ugh. defining. Oh. Defining is a strong word. That's let me just me. I don't I don't want to misquote the times. <laughs> uh, That's a strong <laughs> word. Um <clears throat> so let me go back to like, that because they they fit in, in the in the era of girl groups. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, for sure. And this is like the 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 late nineties, early because early nineties was was really like SWV TLC in both, like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Like they ran that. And then I think late nineties, that's when TLC kind of made their comeback with um scrubs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fan mail. Um, so I feel like 702 Black and all of them were in that second iteration of that, I think that's the word, of the girl group era. Like kind of like the TRL, uh one oh six in park kind of but even within that era, Destiny Child ran the game. So it wasn't even mm-hmm. they were never mm-hmm. In in a in the in the conversation as you know, girl groups to really talk about that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. And then even with that, black black was in during um they was in the movie with the cheerleading girls. So even black Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, essence mm -hmm. was kind of a a more well known group if you you know want to talk about it. Um, So true, very true. Um. I was about to say, New York Times is tripping. They won't let me reread. You know, they let you read it one time. Yeah. Hmm. And they didn't want you to pay for it. I'm trying to scroll real fast. Right. No one is subscribing <laughs> to the New York Times. Yeah. Like, not. I just, like, <clears throat> what's her name? Irish. Instead, let me see. 702. I think it was a 2008 five article that the Times referenced. Because that's, that's literally, I just need that. Um, I just need that one quote just to show you that. I ain't say that that was somebody else. <laughs> okay, although the group is not often remembered as as much as some of their '90s counterparts, mm-hmm. their singing intro, tr- the singing trio. I'm sorry, had a huge influence on the culture of R&B music. That's mm. the exact quote. <clears throat> I don't know that where my girls at 
is a huge influence on R&B music, right? And I don't want to make this thing about 702 and like their lack of influence, considering no. Irish is passing. But right, they're a good group, it, but it was it does, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're mm, not in that's in culture of yeah. If you were to make a documentary of women's groups, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like they're not going to be like the star of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Speaking of women's documentaries, I started watching the rap documentary for women rappers on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So remember, I told you it excluded all those people. It excluded them in terms of actually being interviewed. It most definitely talks about Nikki mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lil Kim and all them. They just were not interviewed. Got it. Um, so I think those articles and those memes, much like the internet, uh, was very misleading in that sense. But they definitely talked about the entire range and a lot of the women who are on there gave Nikki her flowers. Like they hyped her up uh, in terms of fashion and rap and. Um, and all the other folks. So, yeah, look him, Foxy Brown, all of them were definitely mentioned. They just were not actually interviewed. The people interviewed. who interviewed was like the MC Light, the Queen Latifahs, the mm-hmm. Chicas, the all of them kind of folk. <clears throat> so, um, but anyway, let's go on over to the Billboard. This weekend at Billboard, we're going to do something very different. We're not talking yes. about several things. We're talking about one thing. And it may go to several different like side con- yeah. sidebars but i feel like this was worthy enough um brian and i feel like it was worthy enough for it to have its own kind of space yep. um in the billboard so we're gonna talk about the love album the Diddy yes. love album i think oh before i get into speaking of love album i want to give you an actual another question mm-hmm. somebody messaged me at random on the ig and i'm reading it and it says bro i need you to do an interview with tracy spencer I just reacted and laughed. And they was like, what are we laughing at? I said, I don't know how it happened. And I also don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to Google. I'm Googling okay, right now. Like, so, so, okay, okay. So I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who didn't immediately know. That's the girl who did one of the, the, the light-skinned woman who did the duet with Eddie Winslow on Family Matters. Oh, I'm, I'm so confused. I think so. And the person went on to say, don't tell anyone else you don't know who that is. I said, oh, there's no shame of me not knowing who that is. And then they told me about, oh, they did the tender kisses on Family Matters. I was like, oh, I know who that is. Uh, And then I responded to say, she can actually stay in retirement. (laughs) And I was like, one, Family Matters is the worst television, one of the worst television shows in modern American television history. I said, and two, I said, that duet is garbage. And it's mainly because of Eddie Winslow. It has little to do with Tracy. <laughs> it has a lot to do with Eddie. And I think this person really loves Tracy. And they was like, uh, absolutely not. They said a couple of lofty things. That one, that that moment and that show was iconic. I was like, iconic is a strong word <laughs> for both of those moments. And they was like, two, she was not a one-hit wonder. I said, I never said that she was. I'm like, I just... Name another song that you know. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and then they were like, "We're gonna have to agree to disagree." And I'm like, "We're gonna have to <clears throat> because I'm not. You're, there's nothing you can say to convince me otherwise." Then they was like, "You know, when to talk about how people, you know, one of the hip one maybe one of the hip hop magazines and editorials should pick her up." And she was like, "You know, you're the first person to ever say that Tracy was trash." And I was like, in my brain, I'm like, "This is how I know you're a super fan of this person," <clears throat> yeah. um, because I never said. She was trash. I've only said ever in this conversation that that duet was garbage. I was like, I don't even know enough about her to come to the conclusion 
that she is trash. But also, I never followed her career to know anything beyond Tender Kisses. And I didn't even know that that was a, a real song until like last year when that clip resurfaced on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I literally thought that was for Family Matters. I thought yeah. she was like an actor an just actor. like Eddie Winslow. I never knew Same. she was a real. Same. I knew I knew Flex Alexander wife when she appeared on her one Shanice, time. Was yeah, a, yeah, I remember Shanice, Shanice was, was a real actor. But yeah. Tracy Spence, I didn't I didn't know who that is. So it's fair that you're a fan. And for people who are fans, it's fair that you're a fan and you appreciate their music. But there's also a reason why Tracy Spence is probably only mentioned in conversations when it comes to family matters. And yeah. that moment. Because a lot yeah. of she was like, but a lot of people in the comments show her love. I said, because regardless of how I feel about Family Matters, people love that show. So, yeah. of course, if you love that show, you're going to remember that moment. I said, so, of course, they're going to show love, but I don't know that if you if you took 100 random people across millennium spectrums, that one, a lot of us would know who Tracy Spencer is. And for those who do, would know her outside of Family Matters, that Family Matters moment. Mm-hmm. So, I brought, I said all that to say, I'm glad that you kind of affirmed that I went to the only person who did not know who the heck that was just off name. <laughs> right. And, and let me ask him the two. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, I Googled it, of course. Um and the top song that comes on Google, <laughs> Tender Kisses is number one. That came out in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Let's just let's just make let's just let's Cause, discuss that. Because like, while you're doing that, I'm gonna say when did Family Matters premiere. Like, that's a long time ago. And if and if the if the one song that you can kind of point to is like nineteen ninety. And Family Matters premiered in eighty nine. So that was at the height, because you know you when sitcoms brought you on, you were at either the height of your career or like a very emerging star. So this was probably yeah. one of her first songs. It was a big hit, maybe at the time. I was one in 1990, so I have, and my parents never replayed it. I was I was five, and I and and like if I can see like if right now we're watching TV, right, watching Insecure, and who's important. Um, Nigga, Cardi B. We'll say Cardi B. First person I can think okay. of. She appears on the screen. We're going to be like, oh, snap, it's Cardi B. And she starts rapping. We're like, oh, snap. It's a memorable moment because we know who Cardi B is mm-hmm. prior to her showing up on Insecure. Like, but it, 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 I, 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 again, I didn't know that she was a, like a real singer until like later on in life. And then it was like, oh, like that was a big deal because she was singing a real song and Eddie was singing with her. Like the Shanice episode, we- I knew because I knew, I knew Shanice. I'm, I'm about I to say, can smile. we do what? Can we do one even better than Cardi B? What? Let's go like Vic Mensa, who is actually on Insecure. Like you got to be a fan to one know who probably, and he probably known now. But yeah, if yeah. twenty years later, because Vic Mensa isn't really mainstream and all that kind oh, yeah, of not stuff, at all. you got to know people, Vic Mensa to know Vic Mensa. People gonna be like, oh my god, Vic Mensa's back, and there's gonna be a group of people like who? Even some of the folk who watch Insecure, because if mm-hmm. you don't know Vic Mensa, you don't know Vic Mensa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, was in that show too. Like in outside outside of Classic Man and a couple of other songs, Jadena really ain't done much. Right, I like I like Jadena. Me too. But but that's that's the thing is like in ten years now, and Classic Man was huge. So Tender Kisses may have been huge. Yeah, (laughs) but ten fifteen years from now, like Jadena may not even. No, I'm not putting nothing in the atmosphere regarding Jadena, but he may not because the second album, 85 to Africa, wasn't really popping. But mm-hmm. like, he may not be anything. And we we might watch Insecure on reruns on on Nick at Night 
10, 15 years from now, and then we'll be like, oh, it's your dinner. And, <laughs> Not but, Instagram, Nick at Night. <laughs> that's where all the shows go. The shows go. Yeah, I know that's where they or, go. Or, or no, like, Instagram going to land on BET. It's going to land on BET. It's going to land on BET. Oh, it's going to be on BET. Yeah. It's going to be on BET. Um, yeah, but that that's the thing. Is like, it's I don't know. I, yeah, and that, but that's the thing, though. Like me, me and you, kind of like this person, may be like, oh, my God, Jadena's making a comeback. I wonder what that's going to sound like because he was so talented. But, like, yeah. there could be a whole court of people who going to be like, who? Right? Because if, if you're not into Jadena like that, you're not going to be excited. You're going to know him for maybe Classic Man. And mm-hmm. that's it. Right. Right. So, and this is if this person listens to the podcast, which they might, this is not, I'm not putting this out there to shame you. All I'm saying is that I think that your fandom for Tracy Spencer is, I don't want to say isolated, but I think you're overhyped. And it's okay for you you to enjoy, (laughs) for you to enjoy Tracy. It's just like you were going hard for like, a, a very C list R and B artist, and yeah. it's, and that's you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> and that's, yeah, and that's something Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> just right. The Marcus Thomas. Yeah, here's, other thing. here's the other thing. She was like, she is a legend. That was iconic, and that's a fact. I said, no, that's a legend. A, said, that's, a, a, that's overused word. That's just saying no. legend, iconic. Like, give her her no. flowers. She deserves them. Maybe because again, that's like that's just like Alexander O'Neill. Uh, Luther Vandross. Sure, sure. like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just you know what I'm saying? Like you got Luther, but you got Alexander O'Neill who had a couple of great songs. But yeah. for the most part, when you talk about some of your R&B male legends, he doesn't readily come to mind. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Billy and, Ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like Billy Ocean. To me, I found out about Billy Ocean because everybody hates Chris because his sister in the show. Because it was filmed in supposed to have been based in the 80s, was a huge mm-hmm. Billy Ocean fan. Bro, up until that moment, I could not tell you a Billy Ocean song. Only Ocean I know is Frank. That's the Billy Ocean, right? But it's just like, who's Billy Ocean? Yeah. Agreed. And I might have heard a song because my dad was really into old school stuff, but it wasn't like it, he didn't have immediate rain, name recognition for me at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. And I think that the reason why I made that the segue is because. Diddy gave us um, an RB mm-hmm. album with um, a lot of current RB artists, um, yeah. a couple of our legends. Um, Casey, I would call Casey a legend. He's part of a legendary icon. Raw icon. Uh, icon. <laughs> Mary J. Real icon. icon. They were they mm-hmm. were like the only like two like oh kind of peak. Okay, baby, I forget baby face. I only gave <laughs> it one listen. Only gave it one listen. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but they were the only three like peak RB. Features right. I'm to my 90s, like yeah, like icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody it. else was relatively kind of current. Um, yeah. What were I and this and the other reason why that conversation was relevant to this segue is because while I don't think the album was bad, me and Brian's perspectives are quite different on the Love album. Brian thoroughly enjoyed it. No, no, no. It I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I did, I I said that it wasn't a. I said it was a solid piece of work. You okay. said it was me. okay. I did say it was me. It was it was definitely uh, a C plus. <laughs> My okay, we, we'll get into it. We can get into it. Uh, I don't know. Go, to, get, get into it. Go ahead. Right there. Right so, there. Let's so okay. It. So there there were songs on the album that I was like, oh, this is great. 
Like I was giving y'all my uh, my my um my synopsis as I was listening to it. You like, was giving it real time, mm-hmm. real time as I was listening. Um, and let me go back to go for it. For one, I did not have any lofty expectations for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like oftentimes when it's kind of like movies when they put a whole bunch of actors and stars in the movie, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a trash movie because the the script or the storyline is not good enough to carry the movie. Um, mm. So he was throwing out all these names of artists who were going to be on the track. And we, I guess we were talking about the fact that like, either it's going to be like a DJ Khaled kind of thing, which I don't really care for DJ Khaled albums for the most part. Oh, Cause yeah. he just throws, just throws artists names out there. And then the song, like, just artists like, he can find. Just yeah. And it, and it don't be good. Like you had one time, Justin Bieber, Chance, the rapper. And I think Quavo on the song, and it just wasn't a good song. You know what I'm saying? And, and and you have Justin Bieber is a huge artist. Can't t- take that away from him. Quavo at the time is and still a huge artist. And mm-hmm. Chance Rapper, that's when Chance Rapper was Grammy Award winning on the Grammy that stage. Was <clears throat> that was that Chance Rapper and the song yeah. was terrible, right? Um, even truth be told, the song with Beyonce and Jay-Z was it was an okay song, but if it wasn't Beyonce and Jay-Z with the What's song that, uh, be, Maybach, I take the time to make the, was that roof song? off or I take the, the top, top off, off top or whatever. Off, top off, yeah. Yeah, it was right, a good but song, it but it was, wasn't like it was a good oh my song, God. but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that. Um, I'm pulling up the track list right now so I can kind of go through this thing. Um, but yeah, he just threw a bunch of names out there, and and my I think the first song I said that I really enjoyed and I didn't want to mm-hmm. enjoy was track number four or track number six with Jacquees. Mm. And you know how we feel about Jack. Why you? Why you hating on? Why you hating on? Um, Land the King of Army. Free. <laughs> but, but that was a good song, and that has replay value. So I downloaded that. Uh, Jacquees floated on that joint. I really appreciated Jacquees for that one. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm not gonna hold you. It sounded like a, a Queen mix. Like it, it felt. You think he like, let Jacquees do his thing on it? That he let Jacquees do his thing. It felt like trip. It felt like the trip remix. It felt like that. Like you just let him do his thing. Like first is the first song, the dream, right? Big artist at one point. It wasn't a good song. Much better writer. Yeah. Um, track number two. <laughs> somebody named uh, Nova. The song was in eh. beautiful. Guy. Um, d- song number three. You have Diddy got Busta Rhymes. And Don Richard and other guys. I was excited for Don Richard to come back too, especially. And it was just it failed. Um, and and number four, stay a while. Was that is that Nigel, like Queen Nigel, or just Nigel? I don't know who that person. I don't is. know if she changed her name or if that's a different person. But still, f- fell flat. Um, Diddy and Jazzy, and I'm gonna go back. These songs had the 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 music was solid. It was like a nice vibe, but it just didn't register. Then. Track six was the one with Jacquees. That one stood out to me. Um, seven, Sway Lee. Sway Lee is known to have some solid songs. It fell flat. Mm-hmm. Track eight, Summer Walker. Summer Walker has great songs. Yep. Flat. Um, track nine, It Belongs to You, Diddy and Jazzy. Flat. Track 10, you got when Diddy. When I saw The Weeknd Fr- and Fresh Montana. And Fresh Montana, like, that was 21 Savage. It was a terrible song. It was terrible. But then the intermission comes. And if you were to, if this is in my opinion, you th- and this is where me and Josh kind of deferred. 
Um, because I, I don't want to give you your take, but I felt like the 11 to the end of the album, if that was just the album, it would have been, might have been the album of the year. Oh, it would have been. Oh, add Jacquees' song into that mix, album of the year. Totally different song, totally different album. So you you encapsulated my thoughts, and I can keep this quick because I wanted us to get to the get to the living room. Um, mm. But I will. I the reason why it's average for me <clears throat> is because if I gotta wait until track eleven to enjoy mm-hmm. an album, agreed. It's not a good. It's not a solid. When you like my definition of a solid body of work, it is mm-hmm. like top to bottom. Maybe one song gives a end, you know. Maybe even two. Especially out of twenty, what how many? I'm looking at now. Twenty three songs. I, I'll give songs. you almost. I'll give you almost four. Yeah. Scattered throughout there, that's just kind of uh, and maybe one that I just don't like at all. Example: mm-hmm. Get Lifted. It's not only is it a solid body of work. It is probably with John, oh, John Legend. John Legend's oh, best, yeah. best work. Play. But best I can play. change. I can change this. Terrible song. Terrible song. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is on the joint. <laughs> it's it, terrible. It, exactly. A great rapper, a legend in his own right, right? But terrible song. It, it takes that from a 100 <laughs> to a smooth 90. It's still an A, but that song alone oh, great, is like, you get, 10, you get 10 points taken off for this, because this is just that like- That song was terrible. Why? Whew. Right? No, And you even got, you even pulled Lauren Hill out of retirement, and then you gave us, that don't even balance out how bad that song was. Definitely so and bad. I and I know we can probably find several albums that we can go through that has mm-hmm. one or two just sleepers or bad out bad songs. We were just talking about Jasmine Sullivan's reality um, show. Mm-hmm. Decent body. Now to me, that's a decent body of work, but it got some songs that's like okay, Jasmine next, right? Yeah. Um, but this right here, I had to get through. Like yeah. outside, the Jacquees songs were like the Jacquees. I don't feel the same way you feel about it, but I did enjoy that much more than the other. Um, ones in the top 10 but i had to get mm-hmm. 10 very mediocre and some of them very bad songs mm-hmm. for me to finally be like all right but then yeah. he redeemed himself like the ty jones the ty dollar sign coco oh, jones is one oh, of my favorites that is a song and you know how i feel about ty dollar sign. you know how i feel about tyrone that man can basically do no wrong <laughs> um it was interesting hearing kc today I'll okay. just say it that way. We can talk and about I, that. And I, and, I, and I know he, I know he ain't got it like he used to. He didn't sound terrible, but when that voice came in, I said, "There it is." I, I knew exactly who it was. But do you feel okay? So do you feel that it was the word "feature" was a little overused? Oh yeah, you definitely like you knew if, especially if you're a KC fan, a Jodeci fan, you knew it was him. Mm-hmm. I also feel like while that song was good, it wasn't a song. One, it wasn't a true feature of him. I'm yeah. saying that way. Mm-hmm. Two, it also wasn't a song that I felt like he could shine on. Yeah, great. I feel like give him, give him something that was like in the kind of like we just heard with Jodeci that oh, almost like tank some of that old John Legend. Give him something that's kind of borders on churchy, mm-hmm. and with this current voice, yeah. he would have gave us Deacon Squall, and he would have. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Imagine like if a PJ Morton produced a song for KC today. That would, (laughs) yeah, that's a song KC could. Because the man, like his voice ain't what it used to be, but you Mm -hmm. can still hear that church. Mm -hmm. And when he's in good voice for whatever good voice is today, he don't sound terrible. It's when he started doing some of the other stuff. Like, are you doing too much? Because you're not the KC of the 90s. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if you put him in the pocket. Yeah. And you put something around him that supports where he is, he can shine. And this song wasn't. While the song was cool, this song wasn't that for him. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'll say that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, my takeaway is the song Justin Bieber. I enjoy and John Legend it. sounded black again too. But <laughs> hey, wasn't it so good? <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Like, and then at one point, like a minute, like four of the song, four twenty-five, him and Babyface kind of did like a little smooth, like kind of harmony, and it was like, oh, this is so good. And it sounded like a a Babyface song. Current. It was a current Babyface song. Like it sounded mm-hmm. like you put Babyface Whip Appeal. In 2023, oh, that's my song, that's and my it was song. good. It was a great song. It was a great song. And Babyface ain't nobody's vocalist like that. But that song, mm-hmm. oh yeah, give, I whip appeal can go on repeat. It's because you've got that whip appeal, so come on and whip it on me. Yeah, better than love, oh. sweeter as can be. Yeah, oh you got it. Oh you got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Whatever oh, you want, baby. it's Ooh. all right with me. Yeah, cause you got that. was my side note. She might not want me to say this, but I don't care. That was Robin Rogers' song. Evangelist Rogers and love us. There's a few people my mama went up for. Babyface, mm-hmm. the OJ's. Oh, okay. Gerald Levert. She loved that song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and D'Angelo, that brown sugar. I don't know if I told you, my mama had the, the front plate on her car said brown sugar. We was black. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was from the album. My my mama's car had brown sugar. My daddy's car had everyday people. <laughs> they was black. They had Why? lyrics on so front black. So, so black. black. On her on her box, Hunter Green, Nissan uh Maxima. <laughs> yes, she mm. did. And that front thing was it said brown sugar and green and gold so like a match. Yes, it did. I remember that. My God. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, I love sir. It. And that was I after her, her, her burgundy Cadillac with the velvet seats that got stolen. We was black, bro. <laughs> we had That's a black. burgundy Cadillac. <laughs> burgundy Cadillac. You think I stolen? He got stolen, yeah. That is black. He got stolen, yeah. Because you know, in the winter, we warm up our cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we went outside. I went because I used to go outside first. And really, this is really a test. Mm-hmm. I used to go outside and hide in the car, try to hide, try to scare my family. I went outside mm-hmm. this morning to try to hide. Mm-hmm. Caught one thing. Oh, my God. So somebody have, had been, uh, we, we, I don't think this? we had a club, but I don't, oh, yeah, think, that, I don't think we had a club on. Super side note, but yeah, uh, the club. But yeah, man, I'm in the club, bro. Like that thing, I'm gonna get me a club just for nostalgia's sake. But you had a whole key on your a separate key to pull that thing out. Like that thing. That is something, because, man. I mean, because you gotta think about it. Like car alarm systems were not built. That was a privilege. Yeah. To like go yeah, get you, it installed and have all yeah. that and. And they were super sensitive too. Like if you looked at it hard, the response yeah. start going off. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, any other closing thoughts about love? And why is it off the grid? I don't know. I don't. I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. If maybe <laughs> and was that you... Carisha on the intermission? Is that her voice? I I don't know. I I was um, trying to figure that out. That woman he was talking to on the intermission. Yeah, it was just interesting. Probably might have been Carisha, but um. So we, we still don't have an album of the year. We still don't have. We still don't have an album of the year. No. We still don't it's have like, a song of the year. No. Because I don't. Because even though as much as twelve through twenty three is good, I don't like they're good, but I don't see nothing blasting off of this and taking off. No, you know what I'm saying? Like no, 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 not at all. I, yeah. good, good songs on there, but they're not going. It's not boot up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the level. They're and, looking and for he, a boot up. And here's the thing, y'all. Brian and I are not saying booed up 
break my soul, um, nice for what, you know, you know, Bodak Yellow. We're not saying that these are the best songs ever created. But we are saying they were good songs. And mm-hmm. it was something it had that it factor to yeah. where like not only did everybody like it, it's almost like them songs to where they're so good you dislike them after a while. Because yeah. they play it so much, you know, all the and we just haven't had that song. Even if mm-hmm. it's a terrible song. Like yeah. there's a few songs that I didn't care for that were big that just but I couldn't deny the fact that it was like it's a big song. to me is that is that is a big song, but I didn't it's enjoy it, but song. it was but it was a it was a cultural phenomenon. And here's the thing, and even though I really didn't enjoy it, when it came I remember that homecoming it came out, I was at them tailgates doing a little day and done <laughs> because like you couldn't help it, you know what I'm saying? It's just Yeah, it was it was infectious, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's because I know people who hated booed up even before it got overplayed. But them same people be at a brunch and be like, I know, I know that. You know, nah, da, boot up. Boot up. Boot da, up. And then she then she followed up with Trip. She mm-hmm. gave us a back-to-back summer, <laughs> summer yeah, pop. Right? So nobody did that. But I will say, um, Drake is coming out with an album. Slime You Away or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do it for me. He dropped that single this past Friday. Uh, again, not a bad song, but not like a Drake banger banger. Yeah. Um, Nikki's dropping one. You know, Nikki's always hit or miss, so we just don't know what to expect yeah. from that in October. Um, and I don't know if anybody else has made like major announcements about music. I don't so, know. It's just, we're in a tough musical space. We are. We are. We are. So, anyway. With that being said, I'm still accepted. I hope you enjoyed our because y'all know we get lost in music anyway. Yeah. So we was like, let's just make this the whole billboard mm-hmm. and going on about our business. Um, but we we gonna talk about this Kurt Franklin documentary. We so are. If this is what Me you've too. been, Brian, put this put this timestamp in the description <laughs> just in case okay. they don't want to listen to nothing else and they want to okay. go straight to straight, straight <laughs> hour mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight hour mark because you know some of the folks we won't hear none of that. We'll go back to that. We're going to talk about this Kurt Franklin documentary. It came mm-hmm. out. Um, what was the name of it? I know his upcoming album is called Father's Day, right? Is, is I know the, yeah, the, the documentary may be called Father's Day as well. But regardless of what the title is, we're going to talk about it. Hopefully you've seen it. If you <clears> haven't <throat> seen it, press pause right now. It's only 35 minutes. Go watch it and come back to this point in the in the podcast. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab you some tissues maybe. Um, grab your anger management ball because I think this might make you mad. And let's go into the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. All right, good people. Welcome to the living room. Another time in the Jigsaw living room. And this particular week, we're going to talk about um, every time we come to the living room and something big happens in culture, Brian and I don't often talk about the event per se. We yeah. talk about the impact and what it yeah. means and uh, you know, kind of the greater conversation of it all, right? Mm-hmm. So this week we're gonna use the new Kurt Franklin documentary as a framework for this conversation to talk about family, mm-hmm. um, respectability, politics as it comes to family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. navigating trauma and all the actors and stuff that kind of come through that. So it's gonna be a very robust conversation. I'm saying all this because I do know people in general have their own triggers um and i do know brian and i come from different perspectives and life experiences when it comes to like that fatherhood and this is what this is really about like fatherhood um so if that kind of stuff triggers you 
Again, we invite you to fast forward to listen to this at another time um, because we're definitely going into that. It's going to it's going to hit us on stuff about abandonment and all that different kind of yeah. stuff. So it kind of be tough. Um, so just want to throw that out there in terms of self care um, and you know remaining having your joy, keeping your peace. But um, with that being said, Brian, before we get into some of the in depth details around the themes that we saw, um, what were your overall thoughts on the documentary? Especially considering uh, you're not the hugest. Kirk Franklin fan. Mm-mm. No, but you know, and even within that, I, I understand his his place in history mm-hmm. and in music culture. He's like real icon. Let's say that real icon, real <laughs> legend. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, you can't take anything away from his legacy um, yeah. in in gospel music and where he's taking it. Like he kind of there's a before Kirk and an after Kirk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We can actually, like I said, timestamp, like you said, in history, before Kirk, after Kirk, and music is different after Kirk. Um, with that being said, I feel like this was um, necessary. I'm glad he let us in, even mm-hmm. though it's beneficial to his, to, you know, for us to see it as consumers. But he didn't have to, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This um, was a big space and big part of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, his story, his upbringing, him being adopted, his pain, his struggle, and all—all all of the turmoil and trauma—all came back to that, right? Mm-hmm, and everything, mm-hmm. any conversation, any derivative, any subsequent issues and challenges he had. He always points back to being adopted, my mom walking out, not knowing who my father is. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everything points back to that. Um, knowing who his mother is, but she uh, willingly walked out of his life, being raised by an older lady, mm-hmm. not knowing who his father is at all, then being told who his father is, hating a person, forgiving them. Person dies, and right? Doing so it right now, before they die too, like right. So <laughs> now, the person died, and now you're you're trying to kill this wound, mm-hmm. and then now, not that the, the scab or scar, like it's a. This is not even. This is a new wound. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, like, it's a whole situation, and he allowed us in. Mm-hmm. The space, I think mm-hmm. it was transparent. I feel it was authentic, regardless of what y'all niggas are saying online. Okay. I feel like it was authentic. Um, and let's just let me just add some context here for the all y'all niggas out there who's talking all this trash. People were going to buy his album anyway. People were going to go to his concert anyway. Anyway. People were going to support him anyway. Anyway. He did not need to fabricate <laughs> a storyline any drama or anything he's kirk franklin freaking to get support he, he, he doesn't he doesn't need to do that i saw somebody on it say oh it's convenient that he, you know he had all this stuff when he's working on the album like the niggas that's gonna listen to kirk franklin's gonna listen to kirk franklin regardless i'm niggas you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> yeah regardless you know what i'm saying like regardless so he didn't have to fabricate or create something but he did allow us in on something that he probably shouldn't even allow us in on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was personal family 
business. Like his mama got put out there. His daddy got put out there. His trifling tail auntie got put out there. He got put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff, he put it out there for the world. to. His son got put out there. He got put out. All this stuff got put out there for the world to see. He didn't have to let it do it. So I'm going to say thank you, Kurt Franklin, for for sure for allowing us to be in this space that we didn't deserve to be in <clears throat> but also being transparent open and honest because these are things that happen uh throughout history my daughter's adopted like so adoption is a thing um so that's a whole piece a whole situation that people have to deal with um um identity issues challenges struggles him reconciling with his son. like there's just so much to unpack from this 35 is it 35 minutes it's about you have 35 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes. So essentially he's 56 something year old. 30 35 minutes. We, we have to pack all of this just trauma, family dynamics, reconciliation, grace, mercy, love, hate, anger, frustration, like all that. So I don't I don't even know where even I don't know if I answered the question, but that's just within my synopsis. But there was just so much in 35 minutes to deal with. Yeah, you you did. I think did it it dropped last Friday, right? Yeah, I believe so. Like, like a, so I watched it the next day, the Saturday, because mm-hmm. I wanted to. My, my these last few weeks at work has just been really busy and everything. Yeah. So I wanted to give it like I didn't want you know I didn't want it to be like with music you can kind of let it play in the background and listen to it mm-hmm. and absorb and stuff like that. But with something like that, I wanted to watch like especially now knowing attention. right now knowing everything that we know and kind of seeing it. I wanted to see those expressions. I wanted you know I wanted to all of that. So mm-hmm. anyway, so Saturday morning before Jaden's. Jaden has football game just for context. He always has to be there like an hour and a half early. So I was like, bet, mm-hmm. I got time. I sat in my car and I just watched it while I was, you know, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting mm-hmm. for the game to start or whatever while they was out there doing their little warm-ups. And I got so angry. Like mm-hmm. it did its job. Yeah. In terms of like from an entertainment perspective, it did its job. It evoked emotions. Yeah. It kept me gripped. Um, from a fan perspective, like you said, I'm thankful that he was. I'm honored that he shared that piece of vulnerability with us because he didn't yep. have to, right? No, not at all. And we can all sit back and say what we would have done, how we would have navigated it. I don't know if I would have, but he chose to do that. And I do think, not to be too deep, that the, the Bible tells us that we overcome by the power of our testimony. Mm-hmm. You never know who is like, you know, for without putting <clears throat> too much of my wife's business out there, like there were ways that she resonated with this story, not from the mm-hmm. abandonment standpoint, but just from like some of the fatherhood stuff. Like yeah. you don't know who this hits. You don't know how this yeah. is helping them. And then to even see how, again, love, hate, dislike, be on the fence about Kirk Franklin. Like the fact that you don't have to have it all figured out. You could still mm-hmm. be healing and still be yeah. one of the greatest vessels God uses. Yep. To me, that was that was the spiritual implication of it all. Like, oh, without a I, doubt. Think, I think many times we think we got to be in this completely healed space Mm-mm. to be able to pour out. And Kirk Franklin is a a a, a marker for that. Not, I mean, I think a lot of us are, but a yeah. public one, right? Mm-hmm. We know his story. We know what he's dealt with. We he's been transparent. Like even the yeah. stuff with his oldest son in recent years has been in the news and in the media and stuff like this. So we we, we kind of understand his story. And to Brian's point. Like even his song on one of his early albums, a song for Mama, was for Gertrude. It wasn't for the woman that we saw, right? It was for the woman who mm-hmm. raised him. And because she mm-hmm. was of a certain age, <clears throat> she could only do so much. Yeah. So when he, you know, I mean, you'll see it in the documentary, you saw it in the documentary, right? Like how his life kind of progressed. And even I think he was on one of them TV one joints, not on song. I think it was the um what was the other one that they did with like celebrities? It wasn't on song. 
It was almost like a behind the music. Uh, it was um, un, un, uncensored. Is uncensored? I or? think uncensored is the one. <clears throat> I think uncensored because that's when I found out like <laughs> God's property sued him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, but stuff that I didn't know. But anyway, but in, even in that story, he talked a lot about his beginning and things like that. So anyway, so that that's to those people. And I mean, the internet gonna be internet. We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. Folk, gonna, folk gonna find reasons to be mad. But if you mm-hmm. watch the documentary, you don't have to believe it. But that man's truth is his truth. He literally. Yeah. He, I mean, he laid it out in detail. This person who was one of my background singers is is in my group currently. Mm-hmm. I've known her since she was a little bitty girl, so they're mm-hmm. from the same same hood, right? Yeah, or same area because I'm sure because she looks like she could be one of young enough to be his daughter. Yeah, she in some way was a family friend with his aunt, mm-hmm. or you know she she they connected, and that's probably how why he know her from childhood, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "I won't go to that funeral because I knew my mom was going to be there. We're not in a good space. I didn't want to deal with that, right? Smart decision. Protect your peace." Mm-hmm. He go like, and just like at some funerals, people get to talk around their mouth. And the mm-hmm. guy who ends up being his father in random conversation says, me and Deborah used to date. Mm. <laughs> and from there, just like black folk, we'd be like, huh, is that right? <laughs> now that you say that, oh, and then it's, and the group text, <laughs> right? And that's, what, and that's literally what Kirk described. The group text started happening. It was like the nose, the ears, the height. And when you see Mr. Rick, he, Kirk and them definitely look alike, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, the rumor starts swirling. Off of, and, this is, and this right here is funny because this is literally how information, the oral tradition of history, gets passed down. Somebody say some, blah, 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 blah. This happens. This is, love it or hate it, it's culturally stuff that happens, particularly at funerals. And just coincidentally, he's already recording his next yeah. album. Mm-hmm. So now, and coincidentally, this is the first album he said this in the beginning too that he mm-hmm. decided to do a behind the scenes kind of docu series of how he makes his music. We've seen that with a lot of artists these days, like behind, like I think the Clark Sisters did one. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Morton has like done it in part, and a couple of other artists have documented how. They came up, to, like, we saw with the Bulls in their last season, right? Yep. That was years and years ago, but the, yeah. we finally saw it in, what, 2020 is when all that dropped, right? So mm-hmm. it's not uncommon for really big artists, really big organizations to want to document what they think is a highlight or a peak, right, in their yeah. career. And Franklin has been famous since, like, 93, 94, yeah. right? So the fact that he's just now doing this is actually kind of late in the game, but it is what it is. And it could be because he just had this massive tour. I don't mm-hmm. really care for Maverick City, but I will say that gave him exposure to even another group, mm-hmm. right, of people who probably would not readily listen to Kirk Franklin. So he may be like, you know what, this is the time, right, to give them insight. And and I've been watching some of them clips. You kind of see how he produces, how he manages, how he, you know, vocally directs, ABC123. So, you don't have to believe that, but I don't. But to Brian's point, I don't see why he would come up with all of that. He don't need to just just to give us something. Like I said, he doesn't have to because the the OG fans, the new fans, and the current Maverick City for all of them gonna listen. And I yeah. saw the track list: Leandria, Chandler Moore, like. He got some heavy hitter, and Kurt Frank always gives us one real churchy song, and I'm sure that's the one Leandro is gonna be on. It gotta be. Oh, gotta um, be. and he got Who's a couple of people, Leandro, Leandro. right? And he got a couple of people that I'm forgetting right now, but like some solid, 
some solid, you know what I'm saying? So like for that alone, just like with the Diddy, and not to say it's going to be like Diddy, but for that alone, people going to flock to hear what these songs sound like. He didn't already drop three songs on there, which all three of them I enjoy. So you now you're getting a sneak peek. Like to Brian's point, you didn't need this. Mm-mm. All right. It was a choice. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we can get that out the way, I want to get into some of the stuff, some of the dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family. Jesus. Let's start there. Uh, I'm going to pose this to you. Might be a heavy question, but mm-hmm. did, it, did it evoke anything from you considering the history you have with your father? Um, it, Not necessarily. Totally different situations, but did it like... Yeah, um... Within, well, let me, let me go back to go forward. Within anything that happens regarding family, I feel like I had a mm-hmm. you know dysfunctional upbringing family life. Okay, which most of us do. You know, mm-hmm. if we be honest, there's dysfunction there somewhere. Um, it didn't necessarily like resonate with me in that in terms of like father. It always resonates within like as far as just men manliness, um, identity. Mm, like okay. fathers, especially with men, also with women, but I'm gonna say especially with men, like f- your fathers is was where you look for your identity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Good, bad, indifferent. Um, I know folks who have parents who are in prison, and they still want their parent to be proud of them, like mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they still love their parent, they still want to be like their parent, right? So you know what I'm saying? Like, I I know I've seen that firsthand where. You know, regardless what the parent, what the father did, the kids want to be like the father. Like, mm-hmm. not man, some men be in prison, but I want to talk to my dad. I want to prove that, you know, I'm great and I want to be a great man just like him. I've mm-hmm. seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, even within that, like, um, ooh, I don't want to say this on the mic, but I got, I'm going to be transparent uh, within this. The thing that resonated with me is that, uh, and I don't know if this is really within line within this, but this is what I was thinking that, his dad seemingly had a good life. Like he was seemed like he was well off doing well for himself. And then your mind goes to think, well, dang, like, yes, Kurt Franklin is doing well now, but he may not have had to struggle if he would only knew who his dad was. Right. The way it resonated with me was I was thinking like the other day, I was like, man, like wonder what, who I would be if my dad was in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, I thought about it, I was like, mm, I probably wouldn't be me. Mm. I probably wouldn't have any of the things that I have. Right? Um, so I think within that's what resonated with me, the fact of like, yes, you know, the, the not to go Bible, but go Bible, the suffering of this present time, and not worried to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Like the suffering mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. the, the stuff he went through didn't was worth the glory. In essence, could be worth the glory. Right. Um, Kirk Franklin may not have ever been Kirk Franklin if his mom didn't walk out and his he didn't, if he, he knew who his daddy was. Because mm-hmm. then where are you pulling this pain from? Where are you pulling mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. music from? So mm-hmm. and, and what it resonated with me is like, I don't know if I would have been, you know, hungry for success and to do better mm. and be better if my dad would have been there the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And even yeah. within that, like my dad. My dad's blue collar. You know what I'm saying? So I might have grew up thinking blue collar is the sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? Like I would I might have been that. And then not saying blue collar is a, is a thing, but 
I may not have been in the industry that I'm in, if that makes any sense, right? Um, so that's where it resonated with me is the fact of like maybe, you know, we sometimes we 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 are we're we're down on the fact of like, well, what didn't happen? Like my dad wasn't there, my dad this is that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what if he was there? Would you still be the person you are today? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I that's what resonated with me is like, man, Kurt Franklin, man, never be Kurt Franklin. And if Kurt Franklin was never Kurt Franklin, then how many other lives would who would Tamla Man be? Who would David Man be? Who would the family be? Who would mm-hmm. Myron Butler and who would anybody who just listened to Kurt Franklin who has heard Imagine Me and Smile and Melodies from Heaven, all of these songs over the years that have literally changed people's lives. Mm-hmm. If his dad was there and his mom was there, would we even have that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where it kind of resonated with me. No, I feel that. I feel that. And I think in a similar sense that, of, I mean, I'm privileged to say that I can't relate to the father issue stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, of course, I wasn't adopted or fostered, but even on a, mm-hmm. not having a connection, I have a great relationship with my dad. But what I will say in terms of how it resonated with me is the navigating in your purpose and mm-hmm. still being broken. Oh, that was that was a good um, and so like I know for me I've 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 often struggled with, you know, several things, right? I've been very transparent about my therapy journey and, and you know how I've navigated who I am, the imposter syndrome, the all these other different kind of spaces, and then get into spaces where I am called to serve, called to be, called to exist, mm-hmm. called to live out, right? Mm-hmm. The calling. Yeah. And, you know, do well. Mm-hmm. Impact, yeah, change lives. God used me to change lives. All these different kind of yeah. things, but internally have struggled, right? Yeah. So struggles are totally different. But that was it. Hit me to to know that one, I'm not alone. But mm-hmm. two, also to understand that how we navigate the humanity of us does not discount the divinity that God operates through us. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, just to, and and Kurt, in my opinion, is on one of the probably has the biggest. Outside of like a TD Jakes, one of the biggest gospel platforms, you know, Christian mm-hmm. platforms to exist, right? So to know that he could, you know, have that level of success and to never, like you said, love, hate him, dislike him, whatever, you can't deny the impact that our smile had, right? Even wow. even if it was just like you felt bad and you listened to that song, like, do you know what? I'm gonna smile I'm- today. Just because, right? You know what I'm saying? Imagine, yeah. imagine me peace. Like, for people who are dealing with, and he thinks he says it in like his lyrics, like, you're dealing with low self-esteem and anxiety, blah, blah, blah. But could you imagine yourself a different version of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just all, and then if we go back to the beginning, like you said, melodies <laughs> of heaven and the reason why I sing is silver and gold, right? The, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And while I do have, I have my opinions, and not just for Kirk, about songs that talk about, I'd rather really have, really have Jesus than anything else. You know, that's 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 a different conversation for another day. <laughs> but still like the the um the impact, right? The the yeah. the nostalgia of those songs. Cause I'm a cause regardless of how I feel about those lyrics, I'm going to scream and well them. Um woke up this morning, feeling counted mm-hmm. down. Right, tried to call my best friend. Oh, right. No way. <laughs> You know, they could not be found. But then I called a who, but I called on Jesus. My life, he can move. I'd rather have Jesus than silver. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all, all those kind of all those kind of things that just hit That's you. That's a song, though. Right? That was and, lyric, and even bro. though, like, um, Now Behold the Lamb is one of my least favorites. Oh. But it's almost because it was played so much. It's, it's a over. solid but song. Like, but, to, but to your point, 
with Tamala Man had to like that was her breakout song almost. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the song and Melodies from Heaven. Like it ain't even a R&B song, but brunch. Mm, you gonna yeah. hear Melodies from Heaven? You gonna hear Revolution? You gonna mm-hmm. hear Stomp? You gonna mm-hmm. hear all these kind of things, right? And then like. Myron Butler is all over that God's Property album. And then if you're a real gospel head, you know who Myron Butler is today. No, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who would say, like Tabron said, who would say we wouldn't have if it hadn't been for the Lord? Who, who was oh, that? Myron Lord Butler said, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, set me free. Happy. Yeah. That's Myron Butler, y'all. Like yeah. he came from God's property. And again, yeah. The power of God. All these people could have been just as successful. Candy West. Right. Can- Candy West, right? All these people could have been Ooh. just as successful. The Figaro sisters. They're big in New mm. York, but like mm. they have like huge vocal influence on his background. Isaac Karee. Isaac Karee does it, but Isaac Karee is still singing background for Kirk today. Like, uh, something, something about Jesus. Like <laughs> the Brant Allen song. Like, come on. Day, like, right? oh. You know what I'm saying? And that's a song. Ooh. Oh, and the part two is actually really good with John P. Key and Marvin Wines. That was that Ooh. was that was good too, but but still, we don't have these songs. We don't have these moments um, without Kurt Franklin existing, and it just it, it 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 reminds me that there are. I think there our journey, and even despite what we're going through, still positions mm-hmm. us in some of the best ways to 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 create moments for the culture to live out the way God wants us to live out for Him to do His handiwork. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. as the old saints would say, in our lives. So that was what resonated with me the most. What I want to shift to that is in that, <laughs> in that. Not to say we're gonna get to the messy stuff, but I think this is something that's important. Everybody yeah. who was like integral in this space, right? I think they played different roles in his life, and I think yeah. we could see parallels of things that we just wouldn't deal with or have dealt with, right, in mm-hmm. our own lives. So, like for Tammy, Tammy is. You can see why she didn't say much in it. Bless, bless her. Just the fact, just the knowledge that she's walked this walk with him for 20-something, maybe 30-something years at this point, right? Because mm-hmm. they both in their 50s. I think they met and got married in their 20s or whatever. Um, and her life, her family background, while she came to the marriage with the child, right? So um, mm-hmm. they both brought something to the marriage, but her background and stuff, total opposite mm-hmm. than Kirk. Right, yeah. and she's and I think me and Brian are talking offline, and she still chose, mm-hmm. to be, and then continues to walk this out yeah. with him daily. So I think we mm-hmm. see, you know, what it really means to be a ride or die. Yeah, or 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 some people say ride to the wheels fall off, whatever the phrase you want to use. And I'm not just saying that for women. I'm talking about for spouses and partners in general. I think Tammy, in so many ways, models the beauty of supporting a spouse through their trauma, not mm-hmm. holding it. Again. I mean, I don't know what their intimate life looks like, you know, what that at right. home, but from what <clears throat> you can see, she holds that man down and he loves her. Mm-hmm. She loves, you know what I'm saying? And we see that kind of, because even when he, the moment when he got the phone call about the results and the doctor like, are you there? She had to step in and be like, he's still here. He's there. He's there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she had to step in and be like, he just need a minute. You know what I'm saying? So she's, and I'm sure her presence was much more than what we saw in the documentary. It was, I mean, it was 35 mm-hmm. minutes, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if we, if that camera was continually rolling, it was a lot more conversations he had with Tammy. Yeah. It was a lot more moments he had. You know what I'm saying with Tammy? So I think that's the yeah. first one I want to see. I want to point out is that yeah. supportive partner and how incredibly important that is for someone uh-huh. who's navigating um, life. To say that yeah. Way. yeah. I would have loved to see, which, which wasn't with me on camera, the conversation they had in the bed that night. Because those, as for married folks, right, if your kids aren't in the bed, you have conversations mm-hmm. at the end of the night like, 
can you believe this happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? You had that intimate conversation where it's like, mm-hmm. like what? Mm-hmm. Like, did this really happen? Mm-hmm. And she's she's probably giving her full thoughts. He's giving his full thoughts. Stuff that the cameras didn't see, but I can only imagine what the conversation was like <laughs> when the cameras left no. and it was just them two late at night. That was probably the stuff like of of like like mind blown. You know what I'm saying? And as a that's person, the uncensored stuff. That's the uncensored stuff. And those are the mm-hmm. conversations. We, we are married when you have those conversations of the conversations that you only have with that that person, and it's like the ugly, the greedy, the nasty, like the the deep, you know, letting out all of my feelings, you know, probably was cussing, you know what I'm saying? Like all the stuff that you couldn't put on the camera, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. probably was there. And to, to see that she was there and, you know, this a calming presence, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like she was so calming. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I can only imagine how many times she was rubbing this nigga's back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's all right, Kurt. Like we got it. It's cool. We get, you know what yeah. I'm saying? We got it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, so shouts out to, to partners um, who uh, oftentimes are rock for um, <laughs> for their for their for the spouse for their partners. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. oftentimes, most people I can think of most of our my friend relationships, the couples grew up in two completely different households. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. two completely different households, and then you got to come to a space where it's like each everybody comes with baggage, and then like yeah. you decide to bring all this baggage together and you have to unpack all of this baggage together. Like that's a, that's a, that's a part of my marriage and people are going to talk about you're unpacking and what happens when we get married. Is that's the baggage. real work. It's that's the your, real work. It's your baggage too. You inherited mm-hmm. all the baggage, bro. Like it, and it's then you create too. baggage together. Nigga. And we do yeah. this willingly, like Jesus. Yeah, Christ. we sign up. And the <laughs> Lord told us it was good. And the God told us it was good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I think you're so right. But and here's the other thing about being that supportive spouse, especially you know, again, while the situation may be different, but having a you know their their true rock is that what it does to their mental health. Mm. How you have to navigate dealing with these people, right? Because the, you mm. know, old folk always say it. You know, keep folk out your marriage because you can forgive and they may not. So mm-hmm. now she has to the role that she plays and maybe having to even be diplomatic and allowing Kirk to be nice. And we'll get to that in space where he had every right to turn up, but, you know, not popping off on his back because that's not the emotion he's choosing to have. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the like her own therapy journey. Right. And what that even not to know that we need mm-hmm. to be in that business, but what that looks like for her. Right. And and, yeah. and just because being there is its mm-hmm. own it is it's its own struggle. I don't think people yeah. understand support and caretaker yeah. and all that. Yeah. It is its yeah. own struggle. It ain't just the person going through it. It's the person who's like actually there ever the person in the trenches with you got just as much as a story. Yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> so yeah. Um so much. I think the next character we want to bring mm-hmm. up is I'm gonna say the best for last. I'm gonna okay. go with Mr. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mr. Rick. Okay. The dad. Okay. Um, just speaking on the documentary first. Do you think Rick? Do you think he responded? Would you have responded any differently? Do you think he responded? How uh, we? I think he responded as much as you can respond. Like he was. Mm-hmm. Rec- it was recalming too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he was really also trying to articulate feelings, but and also kind of be there. Like a 56 year old person shows up. 
mm-hmm. says you're my dad. That by itself is boom. And y'all probably you know only what 16, 17, because they were because they were his parents were teenagers, biological yeah. parents were teenagers. So boom. So you're thinking, dang, I've been out of this. I have a son shrunk my doorstep. <laughs> 56 years old. I missed 56 years of this person's life. How is he going to think about me? Where does he think about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, does he hate me? And it ain't just a 56 year old. This is Kirk Franklin. Exactly. That's a whole other layer of pressure. (laughs) Is this, it's, I know this nigga. (laughs) Like, I know him. Like, Mm -hmm. I probably bought this nigga albums. I, I, you know, I might have just been meditation, meditating today, just going about devotional time. Right, like, like that, that's the thing is like you've been listening to this man's music probably for the last thirty years, bopping your head, like, oh, ain't, ain't he from my hometown? So you putting a whole other hometown, you like a bit to concerts, all kind of stuff, all the things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so and Kirk has said that his son used to visit a home in that on that same street, which means yeah, like right next y'all door. kids might have went to high school together. I, I mean, is the it's the 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 the, the degrees of separation, and so to me, I feel like his response was probably as good as it could get because I can only imagine all of yeah. the emotions and feelings, and then yeah. it's it's two sided. It's like then you're probably you know feeling think, thinking to yourself like, man, I was being was I irresponsible, um, like. I've heard Kurt Franklin's testimony. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm I'm the reason why he's broken and hurt and in pain. Mm-hmm, it's me. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so one, it's it's your feelings, but then also you're taking into consideration Kirk's feelings. Feelings, and I feel like he did a good job of yeah <clears throat> not inserting his feelings and trying to you know. Oftentimes, people can be real defensive in these moments. Yeah. You know, because you're you're thinking like, ah, dang, I messed up. So let me put it all on. It was your mama's fault, or it's, it's you know, I was mm-hmm. I was young. We ain't know no better. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. those. And it, I I didn't get any of that. If unless yep. I, I missed it, you know. No, 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 no. I said the only thing he did say, which is not a bad thing, but I think mm-hmm. is honest. He and he said that if I would have known, yeah. I would have been there. Yeah, you know. And of course, that's hindsight is twenty twenty, but. Seeing what we saw, I have no reason to believe that that man would not have tried, even that his teenage self would not have tried to show up, right, mm-hmm. in whatever capacity that meant to be, there, especially knowing his he his, his mom wasn't there, right? right. So I felt like Rick and Rick's parents might have been that space, mm-hmm. you know, and again, imagine the heel to Kurt Franklin, that's a he because he's 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 a music prodigy. Prodigy mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, so we might have still had Kirk Franklin, but yeah. imagine you know, and t- shout out to his song, Imagine Me, right? Mm-hmm. Being free, loving you totally, right? Which um, is probably where it came from, right? Uh, you know, um, so I-, I agree with you, I think Rick did only what he could do, and he wasn't, and I think it spoke from the beginning when the rumors came out, he was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take this test, I don't know what you want to do with it, I ain't running from it. I ain't running from it, and if it's because and because he had because at the beginning of the story, I messed with your mama. So now that these rumors are out here, it's like I ain't never thought about it. But, but now that you say it, be, now that you say it, this could be true. And if it's true, let's get to the. And he, but he also told him too. That's only if you want it. He sent to the DNA say if you want it, we ain't mm-hmm. never got to know. Mm-hmm. Of course, knowing Kirk, you, you know he's been searching. <clears throat> for this. Yeah. You know, so I think even his response from the beginning shows the type of person he is. That like. 
I ain't I can't I can't take back all the years. But what I can do is mm. we can figure it out. Right. We can but figure this imagine out. Imagine a imagine a pain of that statement from Kirk's mm-hmm. point of view. The um if I would have known, I would have been there. Like mm-hmm. how hurtful, like the thing of like affirming and painful. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's because it's like it's affirming because it's like I like like he would have been there if he cared, right? If we didn't know he would have been there. But also the fact of like, dang, if he would have knew, I would have to go through all this. He never knew. So that's so then that's heard that in Kirk's voice. He was like, But we grew up in a small town. You telling me nobody told you. His dad was just like, Bruh, I he was like, I knew she was pregnant. We knew Mm -hmm. what happened, but it never came back to me in the sense that it was me, which leads me to believe we Mm -hmm. can't talk about offline that. And this is not to like slut shame or anything. Slut shame, not at all. That Miss, that Miss, you know, Miss Deborah, you know, whoever the guy who they thought that wasn't the only guy she was messing with, right? And that's yeah. just what it is. Plenty uh-huh. of us have slept with multiple people in a, in a similar time. That's her time, yeah. Um. So that's so so his, but his, which leads me to, and this is not to like romanticize Rick, but it leads me to believe, even if Rick was doing his thing with other women, which is very possible too, mm-hmm. it leads me to believe that him and Deborah was a one time. A yeah. two time for him yeah. to not even say like, oh, there ain't no possibility, right? But how yeah. many times, even in movies, has it been that one person, the mm-hmm. one time, and that's and mm-hmm. that end up being you the one person, you the least expected. expected, right? But I can also imagine at sixteen, or however, because I know they were teenagers, however old that they were, if you ain't coming to me telling me, and if we're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you ain't came to me and told, I'm not gonna be inquiring. I'm not even thinking about, oh, dang, Deborah pregnant. Woo, dodge the bullet. Like, and I'm done because nobody told mm-hmm. me nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you said, he fits that man. He born in the what, 70s, late 60s, or whatever that yeah. was, right? Yeah. You got to tell him. At that age, you had to say, I think this is your baby. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? And nobody came to that 17 year old, however old he was. That 17 year old had no clue. Yeah. And during that time, too, he was born in January 1970. So we're talking about the 60s mm-hmm. here. We're talking about the 60s. He was born yes. in January 1970. So this happened in 69. Right. One. Yep. All right. So, but the fact of like, in during those <laughs> days, like, I just if you got, <laughs> in those days, if you got pregnant, you were like, I don't want to bother him. You know what I'm saying? It was, sometimes it was on those, like, I'm going to deal with it myself. I don't want to bother him. Some of those situations. And granted, and, and also too, it could have been, we've seen on Mori before, a girl go to the party. They everybody drinking, everybody doing things, and stuff just happens. You know what I mean? And you really just don't know. Like you really don't know. But they said they dated, so it had to have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, but then again, like to your point, like she may have dated multiple people. So where there was there's there's overlap or um and which happens. So and, and that's uh, yeah, and, that was, and that was about to say, even if they did date, something happened in there, right? Yeah. Because we'll, we can we can we can shift right on to Mama too as the next character kind of personality we want to you know talk through is that because she vehemently denies this even with two oh. rounds of a DNA test which is science hurtful and baffling her denial is based in something mm-hmm. so her denial coupled with his ignorance leads mm-hmm. me to believe there's a story in there that suggests that yeah they dated but maybe they broke up you know what I'm saying something and it might even not be Miss Deborah. Messing yeah. with two people around the same time. It could have been they broke up and immediately after, you know, she was involved with another gentleman and that was mm-hmm. her new boyfriend or whatever. And, you know, but you know, but she was already pregnant yeah. because yeah. you don't know until you about six, 
six-ish weeks, right? Mm-hmm. You got to miss a period. You got to go through all that different kind of stuff, take a test. And, and if you've been living however your regular life going on as normal mm-hmm. in between this time, it's hard to kind of pinpoint. It can be hard. I'll say it that way. It can yeah. be hard yeah. to pinpoint what happened. So, but there's something in the middle of that. Yeah. But what happens, O'Brien, now that we're here, when you have what you need to get <laughs> healing and wholeness, and mm-hmm. one of the people who can help you bring that full circle refuses it, even when there's burden of proof? Uh, it's it's tough because it's, it, it, you kind of, uh, let me see I can say this, not to give her an out, but at some point you have to say she is who she is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking for, I'm telling you what I need. Her trifling auntie even said the same thing. He just wants the truth. I'm literally telling you what I need. I'm giving you the outcome of what would happen in this situation. I'm, a, I'm just asking for the truth. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hate you. We already have our issues. I don't mm-hmm. think I can hate you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or dislike you anymore. I'm just asking for the truth. And she just stuck on the truth. So at that point, you got to be like, you know what? She is who she is. I know the truth. Now, Rick knows the truth. Hell, America knows the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only one person in the whole world is denying the truth. The Lord knows the truth. Everybody knows the truth except for this person. She is mm-hmm. who she is. She's never going to admit it. She might admit on her deathbed or something crazy like that. But for the most part, I think when it's a situation where it's one common denominator, mm-hmm. and at that point, you kind of got to do yourself a, a, a service. Not to do yourself a service and say, you know what? That's who they are. They're not going to change. If if science and 99.9% proof can prove that and you ain't going to believe it, then there's, there, I can't save you. I can't. There's nothing I can do with that. And, 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 and that's the thing. And, and that's why I'm I'm think I'm stuck, Brian, on the fact that what I, I would love. And again, it ain't our business. We got what we got. Right. We know mm-hmm. what we know. But it is something that middle story, which. Rick pretty much told what he said. He just didn't know. But mm-hmm. I would love to, from his perspective, like the, the questioning that came to my mind, of course, I'm not in the moments I can say what I would or would not have done. But being in my current level of consciousness outside of the situation, when I got didn't finish asking, well, it was a small town, it would have been, walk me through your relationship with Deborah. Yes. After you broke up. You know what I'm saying? Did you know she was dating the dude who just, you know what I'm saying? Like, help me understand. Because that would have gave me, at least from his perspective, Mm-hmm. Why he didn't know? Because to say you didn't know is one thing, and I don't have a choice but to believe you. But knowing all of that would have walked yeah. me through. Okay, bet he really didn't know. Because I feel like as if, if I'm going through this, I want to know all the things, right? All the and details. Even, and, and and that'll help me inform. Because now when I go to Deborah, she tell me she vehemently denies it. I'm gonna be like, but Rick told me y'all broke up in. Let me see. He was born in Crow born in January, so that means nine months prior. To was what um, December, November, October, September, July, June, May, April. March. So he was conceived around maybe February, March ish, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, right? Give or give or take. Um, so that lets me. So what happened? You know what I'm saying? He told me y'all broke up in February. Mm-hmm. He told me y'all broke up in March. He told me y'all broke up whenever. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, why are you denying? So did you start dating? This? You know, I would have had more. It would have prepared me more for her. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I don't, she could have still denied it, but it would have been it would have been even less easy for her to yeah. deny that truth and whatever that was, because it's like, mama, it's adding up. Like yeah. the math is mathing here. It like, is. That's and, and if you and you and again, she never denied being with Rick. 
She's mm-hmm. only denying the fact that he could be because she even went as far to say, I don't care what their tests say. That is not the truth. It's like, then what is Girl. it? Right. So I guess, and I guess where I'm stuck because, and I know, and I guess when you're seeking for answers, mm-hmm. you just want to know. But yeah. at some point, you're right. You gotta, you gotta let them people be mm-hmm. who they gonna be because they're not gonna give yeah. you any more. And then she, her breaking down, crying, and say, "I've been wanting this so much, oh. and I still can't have it." It's like, but you really could. Yeah, just tell the truth. Because Kirk, Kirk was like, "If you, if you really don't want me to ever talk to you again, deny me this." Yeah, keep lying. Like, and when, and when she did that, he was like, <laughs> and then. On top of that, she tried to point, make him the victim. Like she, like she was the victim. Like as if like Kirk did something to her. Like, yep. She switched. She played the victim, crying and hollering and like, like you haven't even earned. You haven't earned that right to even be out here wild like that. Like, and let's keep it a real book. The man of God said he spoke to you twice in the last twenty years. So do you really want? I mean, I get Kirk probably has his walls up, but what? But have you really put in effort in, in the before this before this new discovery? Mm-hmm. What was the effort at this point? Because Miss Deborah don't seem. I ain't gonna say well, what kind of life she living, but she didn't appear to be drastically struggling. So it seems like you're living a decent life. You're at least surviving, right? Mm-hmm. So. You got a cell phone at the very least because you yeah. can talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Is, is there something going on? Because you probably know Kirk ain't giving you no money. So, you mean after that. So, <laughs> was there something going on where you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was their pursuit? So, this this breakdown and cry while it's sad doesn't really get nothing from me. Mm-hmm. Because, one, you just deny him. This man has been through 56 years of denial and abandonment, and you mm-hmm. just did it again in his face. Yeah. 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 And on top of the fact, you swearing on your mama, you said the one thing I tell you is I never lie to you, and here you are lying again. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like <laughs> science is in your face. This ain't even a like we're not even saying because y'all look alike. This is yeah. literally two two DNA tests with the same one of them say ninety eight and the other said ninety nine. They both said ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Right. And the only reason I don't give you a hundred is because that's just the way science works, right? Right. But like. And I'm like, ain't like Rick has a twin brother or nothing like that to where, like, but even still the 99%, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even if you had a twin brother, your DNA is different. Like, we still don't share the same DNA. <laughs> and to me, it was just, it was just a lot. It was, and to me, like, to your earlier questions, like, how did the relationship go? Like, did he go off to college? Did he go off to the military? You know what I'm saying? All those things could have been, like, things mm-hmm. that happened, but, like, just sit down and just tell me the darn truth. Like, there's nothing else. There's no other way you can hurt me. And the only why way you can hurt you me try- more is lying. Right. Because I think the answers he probably could have wanted was, why did you assume it was the other man? Why are you so vehemently against it being Rick? Like, yeah. again, Rick seems like a solid guy. Like, so... Right. And his wife came with him to the second one, so it's not like you're going to hurt... Yeah, like that man will go tell his wife. He on yeah. TV. Like, you... Right. So it's like, you know, there's nothing that can... There's nothing bad, quote-unquote, that can come from... At this point, from you just saying, it could have been Rick because of these reasons. Yeah. And yeah. you could have also said, I never in a million years would have thought it was Rick. Like, that's mm-hmm. fair, too. Yeah. I, didn't, I, never, I didn't give you this back then because I never thought it could have been him. That's mm-hmm. why he wasn't an option for me, Kurt. Like, that's the better. Even yeah. if that's a lie, even if you did in yeah. your mind halfway think, we would never know that. 
So how mm. easy would have you been to say, I never gave you Rick's name because I never in a million years would have thought. And this other man, God rest his soul, must have been messing with Deborah around the time mm-hmm. that you were conceived because he yeah. believed it. So for him, mm-hmm. it was the black storytelling. It was the timeline. It's the mm-hmm. truth that me and your mom were actually together which also means the truth that we had sex, right? So for him, he believed it as a timeline issue. And a, and he did mm-hmm. willingly abandon you because he thought it was him. But he right, believed right, that right. based on stories and, and experience. Yeah. Rick had the experience without the story. So he could mm-hmm. never match it. He could never put it together because I've slept with other women. And if some of them came up and said they had a baby, well, none of them should be saying they have a baby around Josh age because... I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but if somebody comes up with, with some babies, like, how long were me and Ash a day when Josh was born? We were dating about two years. So if somebody's coming with Josh three to four years older than Josh, it's a possibility. Like, I'm going to take the test, yep. but if I knew right. that I was messing with this person and you about three, four years older than my child, then yes, that was before Asha. It is a possibility. But if yeah. with, without being armed with that information, I can't mm-hmm. support, I can't pursue, right? But I can yeah. put that in line. So if my my child, God forbid, right, came out the woodworks <laughs> and said something like that, I would be able to give them that piece at least. Be like, yeah, yeah. me and your mom were blah, blah, blah. Your age makes sense. Um, and here, mm-hmm. here's where we are. And yeah. their mama denying me or whatever after, after a DNA test, be like, girl, are you dumb? Did you, did you forget we smashed? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that would be the question I'm because <laughs> Rick was real diplomatic, but I'd be like, well, let me take that back. She never denied it in front of Rick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing, too. Because if you were that vehemently against it, you could have been like, that is, I don't care what they say, Rick, you aren't the father. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that tells me, too, you're, pro- you're protecting something. You're yeah. hiding something. And while I don't want to get into the messiness of that, I will like to point that out to say it is beyond hurtful, and I think it is it would have been derailing in the sense that this truth is in front of me mm-hmm. and this person is still choosing to, and I, and I, we know people like that, Brian, who mm-hmm. victim blame or become the victim, um, want to deny gaslighting. That was gaslighting at his mm-hmm. finest. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of stuff. And to Kirk's point, I don't mom. And that goes to your black ask moment. Mm-hmm. Mama or not. I don't need that in my life. Mm-mm. We're done. We are, we are done. I asked you for one thing in 56 years. I asked for one thing. Just tell me the truth. That's it. I asked you for one thing, and you couldn't even give me that. It's that one thing. One thing, Amory. Mm-hmm. So, last notable character, Sandra. I won't give her the grace of being auntie. She is and she is his auntie, but I'm not calling her auntie Sandra. Mm-hmm. Auntie, you know, Sandra, Sandra, however you want to pronounce the A. <sighs> Brian, just go for it. <laughs> um... <laughs> She is the villain out of all of this, even bigger, even bigger than the mama. Uh, for starters, uh, when just for those that aren't black, when black people say they better than you, when you say so, they better than me. We in, in every mean stretch of the, the the words, you're worse than us because, <laughs> or if they said you got the right one, you really got the wrong one. Um, when she, when he called her and said, "Hey, Sandra." And, and I don't even call her woman of God. The lady say, "Who, who you try? Who you, who you calling?" And then you hold. You see him like kind of gather himself and say, "Aunt Sandra, oh, 
hey, Kirk. Like, and then he was like, you know, I know what you're trying to do. I, I didn't really appreciate that, but let me let me get by that. Um, that's when um, Auntie Sandra probably should have got cussed out. Right. And then or either hung up the phone, but she probably should have got cussed out. Um, the a, a B word probably should have flew. <laughs> like, and at that point, I know you're trying to get information, but me and Sandra would never have a conversation again. Like you, the only reason why we would have <laughs> cont- only reason why we would have made it that far is because I needed to talk to my mom. That's it. And I, and that, but after after this whole situation was over, and I would have made it clear to Sandra. Oh yeah, just like I ain't talking to her no more. Don't you don't you dot my door, dial my line no more. Ooh, you don't exist to me. I was out there struggling and carrying on, and you want to pull this auntie, elder, and you've never been an auntie to me. You've never, never been an auntie to me. You're literally an auntie by like familial setup. That is yeah. it. The fact that you're yes. my mama's sister. That's it. The same read. The same way I didn't go to that other auntie funeral where all this went down. Like I ain't know her. She ain't support me, and I might as well not know you because right. <laughs> cause you weren't there. And and I called my mother. Deborah, so who do you think you are? Let me call you me Aunt Sandra. Aunt Sandra, like who 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 do you think you are? Like that to me, the audacity was on a high Ooh, high level. She must have caught that audacity on a Southwest COVID flight sale because it had okay. to be super cheap. Because I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't. The oh oof, like I would have, I I would have said, um, Mister 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 Cameraman. But you um, know, and here's the other thing, and that's probably before she even signed the, because that happened before she signed the NDA, and everything was official because that was just a phone call. Yeah. So Turn before he got the, so, so so before he got the release to air that conversation, she, so that's just who she is. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. a TV, and even if it was for TV, that wasn't a good TV. So regardless whether it was TV or not, it was it was because that also proves who you are that you want to put on like that for television. If that was the case, so no matter the scenario. Girl, this is Kurt Franklin. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm and, and the thing is, in that moment, <coughs> that's why he's better than me. You're Kirk Franklin. Kirk she, Mother and, Franklin. And it got worse, Brian, because when he pulled up to her house, he she started cussing that man out. Get your ass out this truck. But like she was like, it's like who do why, you think you are? Why are you this aggressive? Like where is this coming from? And I and it could be in defense of your sister, but for what she, I'm the child, right? And 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 granted, <laughs> and granted, there could have been some run-ins we haven't seen before in the past. Oh, for sure. And um, it seems like there's tension. And and he may have cussed her slam out in the past. Mm-hmm. And and as a person who has a strained relationship, what well, was getting better with a a, a parental figure? A par- I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. In my mind. The adult, not the adult, but the parent, the aunt, the uncle, whomever, it's your job as the elder to facilitate. Let me see, I can say this. As much as I can try to facilitate reconciliation, you're the person that created that barrier, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, from as a kid up to 56, all these years, you're the person. Who created and cultivated this this distance, this gap, these issues? So I feel like even within that, there's a certain obligation on you as the adult to even sometimes go the extra mile 
to to bridge that gap? Absolutely, because this drama started off as a child. Like, yes. we didn't we didn't have beef because we disagreed as adults and things got rowdy. That's not what Mm-mm. this is. This is because your sister literally mm-hmm. abandoned me as a baby. And I've had yes. to grow up with all of that damage, all of that trauma, all that baggage for my life. You mm-hmm. were not there. And like you said, somewhere along the line, we probably did have a conversation. And you yep. probably were trying to put on some respectability stuff on me to yeah. a woman that didn't deserve it. And I snapped on you. And now every time we come in with each other, we and, but now at this big 56, instead of us just kind of being whatever we are, you forcing me to be like Auntie Sandra? Are you crazy? Yeah. And with that, that point, I feel like it's her, and this is how niggas be sometimes, not just black people, but just people in general. Yeah. They want to find any morsel of power. Mm. Power grass. To, yeah. to, to try to put you in your place or remind you who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nigga, you I, my nephew. I know you. No. Like, no. <laughs> no. You, you, like, well, the world would probably think you Kurt Franklin, but you my nephew. Like, but you don't that have means, that privilege. That means nothing, Sandra, Sandra, whatever your name is. That means nothing. Like, like yes, nigga, I am Kurt Franklin, and I'm Kurt Franklin to you too. Let's keep it a buck. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't need you. Only thing I, I and, and I desire to be in the because every I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. People that have that strained relationship with family members, there's a desire there to have that mended relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. sure the only his only means of 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 conversation, communication is to mend said relationship. Right. But I don't need Sandra. I don't need you for nothing other than to get my mom on the phone. Right. Like and she, I feel like she's real trying to power grab to put him in his place and. That's that's even worse than anything. It's the person that try to put you in, in your place and try to remind you who you are and what they are to you. And 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 going back to the black ass moment, like Auntie Sandra deserved to get cussed out. She deserved it. Like every bit of it. She deserved to get a, a phone. And I wish we had old school phones where you could slam that thing down. That's why I she, missed my razor. At least I can, I can clap that <laughs> clap that thing down because she deserved it. And and she's probably lucky the cameras was on because if she came out the house cussing at me, I don't even think it was the cameras more so than he needed he needed to meet with his mama in that moment. <sighs> yeah, because it, it's just. But yeah, after all this, after I got the answers I needed, I knew found out where Rook was. Boop 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 and, boop boop boop. And then no, Sandra, you dog mouth. <laughs> I'm just quit off I, on her. I, I, I got everything. one. I got one better. <laughs> After that second time in that in that meeting room, when she denied it and be like, and since we're here, <laughs> let me talk to you. But and that thing would have shifted so quick. Read it would have shifted so room, quick. Brother. It would have shifted so quick. And that's the point I wanted to get to. Your age don't matter. You <laughs> would have got this work. It doesn't. <clears throat> and I don't condone, like, I, I really don't condone. There's a part of me that does respect our elders and give yeah. them grace. But when you step out of line, uh-huh. I might not cuss you out like that, but Aunt Sandra would have definitely been right there on the yeah. edge of that, and I would have gave it to her. We got to be so very careful, even just yeah. in general, um, bringing this thing full circle, that we don't get so caught up in who we think we are, yeah. that we mismanage our place in people's lives. Because I promise yeah. you, yeah. I'm the one that will remind you 
yeah. where that place is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Alessandra definitely had some um the audacity is all that really can be said. Like the audacity of that. Because like to your point, because if the words out of her mouth was who you think you are, Kirk Franklin, yes, especially to you. Yeah. That's who Especially I am. Especially to you. Grammy Award winning, Stellar <laughs> Award winning, Dove. Dove, millionaire, Kirk Franklin. Yes. That's mm-hmm. who I am. my kids, like right. husband to my wife, like all those things. Uncle to, to my nieces and nephews, right? right. Like I would I would have just laid it out. So, but yeah, I, I think it's so interesting that all how all the characters in our lives, good, bad, and different. Mm-hmm kind of help shape who we are and when we're faced with certain moments how they can either help the situation how they can make it worse yeah right and the role that you have to play when you're seeking something specific from them and i think Mm. he had to be so very different like unfortunately tammy probably got the worst of him because she had Mm. to see the vulnerable the anger the error well he had to placate to that respectability just so he can get his answers yeah, and he had to, t- and Tammy had to come home and deal. So you know, it's, it's so I don't know. It was an absolutely amazing documentary. I think that um, people who are dealing with certain stuff, you know, watch it with caution. But mm-hmm. I also think the whole thing definitely, you know, explores the different dynamics mm-hmm. of family, of trauma, of yeah. how we move forward, how we, and we didn't even talk about Carry On. They've had their own issues, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. how. Kurt Franklin issues, and I can't speak to what his actual relationship is with Carry On, right? But how those issues probably greatly influence the impact between their relationship. Yeah. And how Carry On in the moment, we know how wild he can get, right? In the moment wasn't like he broke down because he probably had the realization my experience with you is mm-hmm. because of your experience with them. So this healing yeah. moment can facilitate mm-hmm. ours, right? Yeah. So it's just, again, you just ask the question. Who would Kurt Franklin be if he was healed? But who would Carry On be if his dad? You know what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. difference in Carry On's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just I don't know. I think it was I think it was beautiful. I think for sharing, um, and I'm glad to see reconciliation. I'm glad to see the cutoffs where the cutoffs need to be. Yeah. Um, I I appreciated it, and I was you know I think this was something. Um, you know it, it, it was it was it was it was it was I'm grateful to have been able to have been a part yeah. of. You know the viewing audience, and for him to have shared it, I just said that definitely. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, two takeaways. Uh, one is the just to the folks who like always want to like try to condemn Kurt Franklin and be like he's worldly, he's this, this, and that. Um, y'all don't know what folks go through, um, and their places of brokenness. Mm-hmm. I want to say the greatest thing about the brokenness and with Kurt Franklin, what he kind of put on display is the fact of like, you know, he may be broken, marred. He stays in God's hand. You know what I'm saying? Like to to a certain degree, I can't speak for his everyday Christian walk, but to what it appears like he stays in God's hand. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about you know the, the Potter's will and you know God can shape and mar. And great thing about Potter, uh, before you take it off the wheel and before you put it in the oven, all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> if you make a mistake, you just ball that thing up and then start from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea that that Kirk flaws and all, like he still stays like on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think just to encourage people out there, like we could be trash, terrible, do terrible things, make terrible mistakes. Every day is a new day for grace. Every day is a new grace for, for mercy. Um, extend it to other people. 
Uh, it can be extended grace in terms of extended and and distance. Like me and Miss Miss Sandra, we would I I'm gonna I'm give you this grace, but we're not talking no more. Um, but within that, like just just regardless of what's going on, like just just trauma issues, like still just stay in, in the midst of what God's will is for your life and stay connected because things can get better. You never know what could happen. Yeah, uh, where things can get better. Uh, 56, the nigga was 56 and he found out who his dad was. You know what I'm saying? So imagine what the next 50, 40, 60 years are like. You know what I mean? So uh, that's just that. All right. Um, I feel like we need pockets of joy. We do. After this. So All right. <laughs> let's go get into that. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do a thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around. And after that deep, deep, deep conversation, uh, I would love for us to kind of talk about our pockets of joy for those that are new to the broadcast and new to the show. Uh, this is the place where we talk about um, the things we're doing uh, or either regiment or things we're planning on doing to intentionally mm-hmm. bring us joy. Or we do intentionally to bring us joy. So, Josh, what are you planning on doing to intentionally bring you joy? My birthday Saturday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday. No, you don't want that? Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Do your thing. I was letting you. I, was, I, just, I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Isn't there like a new birthday song out there floating around? Like a new black birthday song? I know it's all the churchy ones and stuff, but. Um, okay. Well, happy birthday to you. Thank you. We, we would have, we come back, you would already have been. I would already have, you know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. 35, 34? <laughs> I am 33 for the next few days. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, I turned 34 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm actually going to San Francisco area for work. Yay. Yeah, to the Bay Area, you know, be mm-hmm. around there with E40 Nim. Mm-hmm. And um, so oh, I'm linking up with Anthony Walker and his okay, wife. Okay, that's what's up. Friend yeah, of the podcast, friend um, of life. Yeah, friend of the podcast, friend of life. They're hosting some type of like end of summer party or something. Mm, they invited me too. They was like, you know, dressed to impress. So I got to go put this stuff on, Brian. That's why I got my party <laughs> hair. I got my, as Chance to say, it's my going out hair. I got my braids. Um, but no, so I'm going there for um, some of the same trips I've been going on for work. Um, and it just happened to land. That was the only weekend or trips that... um. That worked out for this particular okay. visit. So it happened. Um, but I found out that one of my all-time favorite artists, Chancellor mm-hmm. Bennett, a.k.a. or better known as Chance the Rapper, um, will be doing his final 10-year anniversary acid rap concert in Los Angeles. Um, mm. So I'm like, wait a minute. I am a, That is a 45-minute flight. Mm-hmm. I am way too close to L.A. Because mm-hmm. I, I was going, I was leaving Thursday anyway. Mm-hmm. Because of the time difference, you know, I'm not trying to get there that morning of and all that different kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so, and I don't think I could have got there early enough Friday morning to make my meetings anyway. So I had to leave Thursday. So I'm yeah. already going Thursday. Why yeah. not leave a little bit earlier in the day Thursday? Mm-hmm. You know, late enough so I could still have my more responsibilities with Josh because I try to minimize, you know, that kind of navigation for Asher with both boys in the morning. Yep. Uh, but late, but late, late enough for that, but early enough where I can get to LA. Get settled, get prepared for the concert, do the concert, and pretty much crash after that because I got a 6 a.m. flight uh, out of there Friday morning so I can make my meetings. But anyway, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to, um, so I'm not going with anyone. 
to the concert. Okay. Um, I am going to reach out, you know, on Instagram, be like, hey, because I know people in LA. Hey, any of my LA folk going to the concert? Um, but whether they go or not, I'm going, and I'm going to treat it like the Instagram influencers, like the solo vacation trips. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the concert. I'm a, you know, I ain't gonna say explore LA because I don't have a whole lot of time to do that. But I am going <laughs> to like have, and I might have yeah. lunch with somebody. Or dinner with somebody because, like I said, I know people in LA. But I'm just going to yeah. go out there, kind of know itinerary because the only thing I'm really here for is that concert. Yeah. And um, so if you see me vlogging about a concert by myself, just having a great time, that's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, I am going to mask up at the concert because I've heard people are leaving that Renaissance tour with the COVID, and um, that is, and I know that crowd ain't going to be as large, but it's going to be large nonetheless. And mm-hmm. I don't need that in my life. So um, that's what I'm doing for self-care. I'm going to celebrate me and um, just enjoy that, man. Like I love Chance the Rapper and to be able to see him. And it, and it's, and it feels kind of, feels kind of bossy. Like I'm go- I'm literally going to, I'm like playing the, the, like the logistics of this trip literally around this concert. Um, mm. So it's like, I know we've talked about, man, I fly to such and such to see such and such. Like I'm going to LA to see yeah. Chance the Rapper. And he only did two shows. Sure. He did New York, Chicago, and LA. And this just coincides. Like, I found mm-hmm. out about this tour day after my trip was booked. So yeah. it's not like, you know what I'm saying? I planned the trip for that. It's just kind of how it happened. Um, but yeah, I think it would be cool to do it with friends, but nevertheless, I love Chance. And yeah. this was, the, and As a Rap was the album that put me on. Mm-hmm. He had 10 Day, the album before that, the mixtape before that. But mm-hmm. As a Rap is when I found him. And yeah. then I went, I went back to 10 Day. So this is kind Got of it. a, it's kind of our, you know, me and, me and Chance's, mm-hmm. you know, it's our reunion. So yeah. <laughs> that makes us well you deserve all that uh so again happy birthday to you Thank um you. as far as me intentionally bringing drug out of pedicure recently which just always bring me joy uh and haircut is on friday excited about that uh and that's pretty much it i'm not doing too much um one thing i've been doing recently is things that i don't need to do that i have with like a time limit on it mm. i just don't do it i don't feel like doing them i'm not gonna do it i've been Got trying it. to find things like if i don't have to do it I'm not gonna rush to do it. I'm just gonna do it when I feel like doing it. I love that actually. Cause we have everything has a deadline. Like work stuff has deadlines. Everything has a deadline. So if there's something that needs to be done, if they don't like have like a deadline to it, I'm gonna do it when I feel like doing it. When I feel like doing it, when I freaking feel like it. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. All right. So do we have a letter this week? Uh, we sure do. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box and our post office man, mailman, Rodney Jenkins, did what he always does, and that is bring us our letter on time. But before we get that, um, we want to let you know that you too can be a part of the Jigsaw podcast by writing into this segment at askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. We will read your letter aloud. If we like it, we will give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. And then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? Yes. Uh, Pronouns he, him. Mm. He, him. He. Up. Let's do Theodore Huxtable. Theodore Dyslexic Huxtable. He probably was dyslexic in college. Is that what it was? Or was it high school? I think it was like right in either end of high school or like top of college. It was it was late in life. <laughs> 
Jesus. Uh, Theodore Huxwell writes, what's up, fellas? This is one. Okay, sorry. This one is a doozy, so buckle up. Um, I'm a part of a friend group that met in college. We met at an HBCU in Nashville. There are several there, just in case people try to figure out. Uh, we are in our 30s, and our friendship is strong. There are seven of us in our core group, and five of the seven are married, while other two are seriously dating. I'm one of the ones seriously dating, and my other friend is in a long-distance relationship that just got official last week. Mm -hmm. She's coming up to visit him next week, and of course, we are scheduling something for all of us to meet. Uh, He showed us her Instagram pic uh, when he announced the visit, and everyone was giving their compliments while I got quiet. No Mm. one noticed except for one of my other friends and asked me why I was quiet. I told him. She and I had a situationship in grad school. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus the Christ, son of God. Uh, like we never really dated, but only hooked up. But it was a consistent hookup. Uh, <laughs> we haven't spoken since I moved back to the Nashville area. So this would be my first time seeing or speaking with her in almost four years. Hmm. And to be honest, the only reason we broke it off back then was because I met my current girlfriend. It was not trying to be too wild in these streets. I'm happy with my relationship, so that part isn't the issue. How do I welcome her to the group with our past? Do I tell my girlfriend about my past? How do I tell my best friend? I feel like he needs to know before the trip, but I am worried and about I'm worried about how to disrupt the culture of the friend group. Let me read that again. I feel like he needs to know before the trip, but I'm worried about how it would disrupt the culture of our friend group. Any advice will help. Love the show. Theodore Huxtable. Dang. That is a doozy. Oh. Okay, Brian. I don't. Mm. I, I would. I would, I'm a, I would say nothing. Value, well, no. no. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Okay, so, so here goes my, my issue. Here's my issue. <laughs> how, how in love is your friend with this girl? But it just started yeah. last week officially. Oh. So it sounds like a. It's not like a Tinder situation. That might need to be have a conversation. If it's if it's fresh, that might be the conversation. And then see if your homeboy is, is cool with it. Like, like, hey man, I just want to let you know me and this girl hooked up. And if he's like, oh dang, like he can't be mad at you because it happened before. She, she probably don't even know that y'all are friends. Or if she does, that's messy. Um, but if it's a situation where mm, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a counter that she don't know. She knows. Mm, I'm tell you that, why. That's messy. Because it's sap. I'm adding pieces into the story. Mm-hmm. I'm using my context clues. You, you know said that. You. you said that he didn't show y'all a pic until he said she was coming, which means that he's one of the people who probably was talking to multiple women at the same time and never really mm-hmm. needed to introduce her or the concept of her to y'all mm-hmm. until it was necessary. Which explains why you're just finding out who this is. Mm-hmm. From her perspective, though, mm-hmm. if y'all are the friends that y'all say y'all are, you are likely, I don't know how your, how his Instagram is set up, but you yeah, are likely true. on their page. You've true. been in them stories. Mm-hmm. At some point in the game, she knows who you are. True. She ain't saying nothing. I'm not yeah. telling you that it's on her. True. What I am saying, however, though, is that she's approaching this from a I ain't, you know, don't ask, don't tell situation. So mm-hmm. 
My, I don't know if I have advice more or less, and I'm gonna give you the two options that you have. Mm-hmm. You could be the upstanding friend that you're considering to be and tell mm-hmm. them because to Brian's point, and I'm gonna say this is gonna sound real bad, but I'm gonna say it like this. I don't think this is too much about your girlfriend more than it is about your friend. Mm-hmm. All of us have a past. Yeah. And if your girlfriend knew you wasn't a virgin when y'all met up, like there's really nothing mm-hmm. she can do about that. I would probably yeah. give her a heads up only because somebody I slept with is coming into this space. And not yeah. only are they coming into this space, they're dating our friend, right? So yeah. that's her heads up. I don't know that you need a whole lot of explanation. Even the piece you gave us about you broke over her or you stopped the situation. Because it could have been one of those things where you met your girlfriend and things got serious. Like, you know what? I need to chill on this because I'm serious mm-hmm. with her. So that's, again, not uncommon. When you decide to be exclusive with someone, you put your roster down. Like, that's yeah. not uncommon. So I don't see a reason why your girlfriend would be mad at you more or less just uncomfortable because this is just irony. This ain't one of those yeah. things like you was a terrible nigga back in the day. It was like, no, I was a g- horny grad student and yeah. I met a girl and we both decided we wanted a relationship. And we mm-hmm. was both out here just like, we gonna be each, we gonna be each, we gonna be what we need for each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was an understanding. Like that's just what it was. And there's really nothing more or less you need to say or explain about that, unless there's something more, right? So that's the girlfriend piece. I think that's kind of cut and dry. But I would probably tell her just for her. Because I would hate to be in the room with somebody my wife then slept with. And like, especially they're entering a friend circle. And mm. I'm ignorant to that. I don't want to mm. be in I, I don't care. Because again, you have a past. But get, like, let me know. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know how, what, I, what, I, what I'm navigating. Now with your homie, again, the two options. One, I guess that was the, that's the one piece of advice with the girlfriend. The options for the homie is what Brian said. You can tell him, be like, hey, bro, I wanted to mention this to you when you first said something. Didn't know how to say it, but me and old girl, you know, we hooked up when I was in grad school. Let's just say hypothetically, you went to, I'm going to use two schools. So you didn't say the school. You went to net, you went to TSU. Mm-hmm. You went to grad school in, 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 at Howard, right? So you moved to DC. Let's just say when mm-hmm. I was at Howard, um, me and her hooked up. So I just want to let you know that before she came, mm-hmm. that you know it was that was that was you know during that time in grad school, bro, blase, blase, blase. He's going to react in one way or another. Hopefully, as a friend, he would probably be disappointed. Yeah, but hopefully that feeling is an anger towards you. Yeah, it should just, be anger. He just showed you this picture, so it ain't like you held this for months and months and months, and mm-hmm. then now she visiting for the first time, and you just bring it on, right? Hopefully, this situation where he showed you the picture was not too long ago, so it could still be fresh. That's option one, and then again, hopefully he isn't angry, and y'all can just be cool, and he can make his decision, right? Because now the decision yeah. is on him about what he mm-hmm. needs to do. The second option, in my mind, is Brian, don't say nothing because she ain't saying nothing. Yeah, and that's why I brought up the whole pack. The fact that it's a ninety percent chance she know who you are. Mm-hmm. If y'all are friends the way y'all say y'all friends, yeah, you've appeared on his social media at some point. Yeah, and whether that's a throwback Thursday, whether it's and it sounds like y'all hang out consistently. So them stories have been, and if she ain't saying nothing to that man, because he would have said something to you had she said something. Mm-hmm. I just got a feeling. And if she ain't saying nothing to them, so you can risk it and not say anything. Mm-hmm. And if you don't say anything to him, and he's saying that your girlfriend either. Like, the choice to be quiet is the choice to be quiet regardless. <laughs> right? And the choice to talk is the choice to talk to both parties. Mm-hmm. 
if everything between y'all from four years ago is truly dead and you just just let it be dead and move on um those are your options i'm not telling you which one to take yeah um uh, but those are your options yeah, I don't know if is, is there any there. way possible that any of this stuff can come back? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it a situation where uh, something can slip up, or you know what I mean? Like, like if it's truly dead, then like in like, is there a possibility that this relationship might be a thing? Is or because it's tough because it's like if he don't say nothing and they end up breaking up, we good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then it gets to that point where it's like nigga, the best man, they end up getting married. It's like ooh. Like the, like the movie. <laughs> Ooh, it's tough. It's like but are you but that's the thing though. Like, think of even like the movie Best Man. He wrote a book about it. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have never, yeah. it would have mm. never come up. Never. The never. friend group kept it under hush. Mm-hmm. The what the what was her name in the movie? Mia. Uh, Mia kept it under hush. Yeah. Tay Diggs never said anything, you know, outside of writing it. He was just dumb. Yeah, um, he, he shouldn't put that in the book at all. So in this situation, like and that's the other thing. If you don't say anything, can you handle the guilt of it? And if you don't feel guilty, then like you got your answer. But if you, the fact that you're writing in asking lets me know how you, where your heart is. Yeah. Which yeah. means that you probably just need to tell your friend. And yeah. again, y'all been friends that long. He should, I would be, I, I would be, I ain't gonna lie. If Brian told me that, Brian was single and told me that, um, you know, the person, well, I'm single and he, you know, is dating and tell me the girl I'm bringing over, he smashed back in the day. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> I know you ain't no virgin, but I ain't want you to have sex with my friend. Like, right, my like, friend, is that's this different. Right? <laughs> and and the saying? only reason why it's different is because you my girl and my boy done literally bent you back and seen you naked. <laughs> and like, right. that's a different level of int- that we got to <laughs> navigate in this circle. You know, that's right. different than some random dude I never met. Who's right, had right. sex with you, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that like that wasn't because that dude could have pounded you, took you to pound time better than I could, right? Like those possibilities are still there. Right. I right. guess my so point close. is that it is that cl- it is the proximity of it that makes it different. Yeah, so close. I don't know how I would deal with it if I was a friend, but I would I would want to I wouldn't want to walk around at that level of ignorance. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I guess I give you what I would tell you what I would do. I would tell my friend. And I and I would keep it. I would take him to his favorite bar. You know, I make it. I make it like a real thing, like we always do. Hey, bro, let's talk. I want to do it on the phone. We'll do it on Facetime. Just, and I was just hit it straight up. Remember, I was at Howard, and I was you know smashing that girl every so often. You was like, man, blah blah blah. Well, act, actually, it's Heather, mm-hmm. right? Heather, who nigga, yo, Heather, the one who's coming in in in, in a week. <laughs> you know, and then and I would and, and let him react and respond. Why didn't you tell me? Nigga, you just showed me the picture three days ago. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and honestly, I was I was really considering what what I, what, what this can do. Like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. hurt you. I was really wanted to sit down and consider yeah. your feelings, her mm-hmm. feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to mess anything up. So, yep. you know, I felt like it was best to do 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 this. And then like either either you I and then the chips let them fall where they may. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, I believe you and your friend gonna be solid. Yeah, and I believe what could mess up their friendship is if you don't tell him, and somehow he finds out. Yeah, that I eat the best man. Because here's the other thing: what if they do break up and she get mad? That's why I, your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Like, still can happen. 
Yeah, that's that's a you great point. That's a great Somebody point. get drunk or you playing Never Have I Ever. Like, you know, we got drinking games nowadays. Yeah. Right? Sure. Have you slept with somebody in this room and everybody drinks and then the question get more intense, but did you sleep with them? You know what I'm saying? Like, them mm-hmm. games, I don't like playing them games. Them games are dangerous. Yeah. Never nah. have I ever is very dangerous or two truths and a lie or truth and truth or truth and drink. Like, I don't play them type of games because mm-hmm. not that I have anything to hide, but some stuff is like, we ain't doing that. We ain't nah. going there. Ain't no nah. need to rehash everything I did pre-marriage and all that kind of stuff. Like, nah, nah. fam. So anyway, I probably would just tell them, have that tough conversation. Um, but if you decide not to, what I will say is this, and this is where it get this is where it turns into a Tyler Perry play. So lean in, <laughs> Theodore. If you don't tell them, you need to find a way. I'm gonna I'm gonna name this girl Heather again. Where Heather goes in the kitchen and gets like a cup, and you follow her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you be like, Hey, I know that you ain't told them. I ain't said nothing either. <laughs> like y'all, because at some point y'all need to come to some type of understanding uh, uh, in person. Yeah. Do yeah. not DM that woman. <laughs> Don't reach back for no old phone number if it ain't changed. Because it's only been four years, so her number is probably the same. Don't. Because right. that number might still be in your phone. It might be. Because I don't I'm delete sure numbers Instagram. until I get like real, real, real beef. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, if I ain't just went through my contact list in a while, I ain't deleted no number. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. don't do that. You had that conversation in person. Mm-hmm. You make sure there ain't no cameras in the house, so there's no recording of that, and you just say that to get to understand. It, as if you decide not to say nothing to your homie, right? It's, you that's delicate. This is tough. It's, Oof. it's real delicate. It you write us back, please. You write us back, Theodore. <laughs> you write us back. Okay, I know yeah. we tell it to everybody, and sometimes we don't mean it because we're. Okay I want to know, but this time you write us back. Please do. All right, now Chris and Jasmine, I don't mean to make requests live. But this one might have to go on the socials. I got to know. This is Black Ask Woman number two. I got to know what the people would do. Right, what would this you do? is interesting. What would you do? Ooh. Get up off your feet and stop making tired excuses. That song was, <laughs> we was bopping to that traumatic song. My God. Ooh, it was so bad. City high. Mm. <laughs> anyway, anything else you want to add, Brian? No, I said, I think we, 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 we've said enough from there. All Oof. right, well, Jesus. Greater conversation. <laughs> Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here at a greater conversation where we and Josh get things off of our chest. I said every single week. Uh, tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. Josh, is there something you had to get off of your chest? I'm gonna make it quick for real this time. Church mm. and culture can exist. I sent Brian um, mm-hmm. a video of John Hanna and he was doing some kind of line dance or something mm-hmm. and he was laughing about it and the band was grooving. And <clears throat> when he stopped kind of being um, facetious and joking a little bit, he made the point about King Saul when he threw his javelin at David, the, 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 uh, the intent was to stop him, to pin him up against the wall, to harm him, whatever. But it was David's dancing. It was David's praise that made it hard for the Jovi. That I mean, that's a word. I, I want to go study it and preach it myself. But John Hanna's so popular, I wonder if I think I stole, stole the film. But it's just, <laughs> I am going to go deeper and study that. And that was a great point. So he was dancing in it. And the people went up. And afterwards, he kept dancing. They laughed. And he was like, y'all stop, y'all stop. But the crowd, had got, the crowd started doing a little dance. 
And what it showed me was that there are now there are certain things I believe that are quote unquote secular and mm-hmm. even profane that mm-hmm. just has no business in the in the church in the sacred yeah. right. There's just certain things that like I wouldn't play. I don't care how culturally relevant I want to be. I ain't playing WAP in, a, in, oh, in no. at, at, the, at the church right. Not even not even to make a point. Not even an instrumental mm. right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So some stuff I just believe I. I'm of the persuasion. I'm at a church picnic. We can line dance. Like some churches don't do yeah. that, but I don't see no problem. We're going to play spades. We're going to do, no, I don't want to catch y'all out here gambling. That's y'all business, right. but I don't want, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, certain mm-hmm. things, you know, we can do. Um, and I say that to say so many times, we talked about the internet last week. We yeah. have the, and I think we were talking about a different conversation in our group chat with me, you, Chris and Marcus about, it's so funny how Brian, you even said this, where Christians draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking about a different situation. And yeah. it's like, you dogmatic <clears throat> about this, but you yeah. do all of that. Like, make yeah. that make sense to me. Like, yeah. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think in this situation, you mad. So, and, and it made me think about it. And I don't want to make um, Lecrae and that other rapper do like the point of the conversation, but it made me think about them and the fact that what, no matter how you felt about Lecrae's stance or what he said in his church on Righteous and Ratchet, it was really around culture. I was like, everything mm-hmm. for the culture don't belong in the church. But to that same point, you know, people say that rap, gospel rap ain't godly. You know, right. people say that because it's, it's, it stems from, quote unquote, the world. And no matter how mm-hmm. you, how many times you say Jesus, how many, you know, they don't care in their mind. Yeah. A lot of people say you can, and, but your position, man, who was critiquing Lecrae is going to say, God gave it to me. This is my gift. This is whatever. I'm saying we got to be sometimes so careful. Mm-hmm. How we criticize and draw these lines in the sand when it comes to our faith, when in when in fact there are likely things that we do say and operate that somebody yeah. could flip and say the same thing. The question of it is: Is God being glorified from it? And I think we miss that in all these things. So even going back to Kurt Franklin, you may hate Kurt Franklin. Lauren does not like Kurt Franklin, but somebody is encouraged off our smile. Yeah. Somebody, you know, what I'm saying it doesn't like. Just somebody's dislike of something or someone or whoever doesn't take away from their impact. And what I'm telling you is is that when culture enters the church in whatever way, you know, if it's your conviction, it's your conviction. But if it's really just your preference, man, let these folk live and let God be glorified. Right. And, and 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 I'm so sick of us as a body. Having like these deeper, and I'm, and I'm not talking about the, matic- the the little small stuff of like, oh, I don't care for Kurt Franklin, I don't care for this person. Like, you don't like the Atkins girls, right? But like, yeah. I ain't talking about little stuff like that because that's music. We all yeah. like, you know, like yeah. we like. I'm talking about the bigger stuff, mm-hmm. the, the way we dress, the fact that yeah. John Hannah was doing a line dance to make a point. <sighs> like, no one cares. Um, the fact that you know Lecrae said I'm righteous and ratchet. And you and you taking it as far as thinking he, you know, acting like Glorilla. You know what I'm saying? In terms of what ratchet means and right. um all this different type of stuff. But at the same time, you're a gospel rapper and there's a whole mm-hmm. cohort of people who believe that ain't God. Yeah. Right. So if God gets the glory, just yeah. let him have the glory. Right. And let that be the end of it. Yeah. Um, culture can exist in the church. Culture can be represented in the church. As a matter of fact, black church is a facet of black culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about Jodeci. Love You for Life yeah. is a churchy song. If you just really break down them core structures, the way them folks are singing, he's squalling. I mean, all, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Why do you think that? Why do you think they was mad at Ray Charles and Little Richard and all them? Because th- that crossover of church is like it's it's all yeah. there, man. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just wanted to point that out because 
I didn't see any negative comments. I'm sure some miserable person has a think piece or video about John Hanna right now. Right. And some raggedy pastor with five members is going to talk about right. this man with 25,000 members. Yeah. Because um, so. they, they, they get it's a power grab. They, they, can, they, they don't have influence. So their only means of saying somebody has influence is by compromising or not preaching good news. But I'm have my five little members. I'm going to speak the truth, quote unquote. And and the reason why I don't have the number of members is because I tell the truth all the time, which is mm-hmm. which is trash. Um, it's 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 renounce and denounce season clearly at this point. Uh, talking about church culture and stuff like that. Uh, and <clears throat> those of y'all who are out there, I don't worship my friend. Let me just I say that. I don't worship no Greek gods. I don't make no no commitment to no Greek gods and nothing like that. Um, so let's let's not let's let's dispel that. Uh, I know y'all want to pull out these little scriptures talking about oaths and stuff like that. So if you can't take oaths, then you can't be a doctor, you can't be a lawyer, you can't be a judge, you can't be a political uh, a servant in any way, any capacity. Because though they make they swear, if I'm not mistaken, they swear an oath to do what, do this, this, and that. So if y'all want to use that little funky argument. Then there's other things. So don't again, mm-hmm. don't cross, don't, don't, don't put the line in certain places. Um, uh, if you want to denounce or renounce, that's that's you and your business. You going online to get your little likes and views. It is what it is. But what I just don't like is people who are outside the club telling us what who were inside the club, what we did or did not do. You know what I'm saying? And, and be and y'all say it with our chest, like y'all right, and it's be so wrong, right? Um, uh. I will say this: my pastor and my first lady are both Greek. Um, Mine too, and y- yes, and they have more anointing and power in a little pinky toe than a lot of these folks who are condemning folks that are in Greek organizations. Not only that, they—and you probably speak this about your pastor too—they are well known in the community in terms of doing uh, great service. They're well known. Uh, my first lady, she's a, a homemaker full time, but she has multiple degrees and stuff like that. But she just does lots of the community. Uh, my pastor is one of the top doctors in the whole United States of America. What he does, um, the man speaks in tongues. He uh, casts out devils. He lays hands on the sick. Um, I can go countless all these things. He don't worship his fraternity. He don't worship any type of Greek gods and stuff like that. Um, and all of y'all who you know claim that's what we do you are sadly mistaken uh and it's it's annoying so can we just quit this argument because what it really is is you're not in something and then you want to condemn those that are in something to then put your space your yourself in a more holy position oh i'm and and let me go let let me go back to this paul talked about working out your own salvation which fear and trembling for those of us that are in Greek organizations and we feel that we are saved and believe that we are saved and know that we are saved, it's not in you and not your, um, what's the word? It's not your job to try to save us. It's mm. not. It's, it's, it's really not, right? It's really not. Like, go to the world and, and reach out to those folks who are unsaved. That's the ministry. Hedges and highways. Compel those people to come in the house and, and let them be free or would be, be saved. But those of us who are in these organizations who preach, teach, believe God to the salvation of our souls, believe in our heart, make a best with our mouths, stop. Stop it. Stop sharing, saying, thank God for this person ever now. Like, stop it. It's stupid. It's silly. It's foolish. A thousand percent. 
And that's it. That's all I got. And here's the, and the last thing I'll add to that piece because <laughs> I agree. If you convicted, that's fine. Right, and, and I'm but, okay with that. You, you, you likely made your organization a god or an <sighs> idol because I've seen people who are their life is capital. Yeah. Everything they do is, you know, and I, I, I can't. But you can make Everything. an idol out of anything. You can make anything. an idol out of your pastor, right? You know what I'm saying? And, so like, you know, we yeah. got to be. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, just yeah, do yeah, do yeah. That's the point something. I want to make too. If, if the Holy Ghost convicts you to 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 renounce or denounce and get out of the organization, that's fine. But don't don't put us that are still in the organizations in a space and be like, y'all need to do the same thing. No, because the Holy Ghost would have everybody else. The Holy Ghost speaks to everyone directly. And if I have the Holy Ghost, like I know I do, the Holy Ghost is going to tell me, he's going to convict me. I can and cannot do things. I can and cannot do things. But and the, thing, mm-hmm. the thing is, Josh, you may be able to do something I can't do. Yeah. Right? So that's that's what it is. So. And with that being said, oh, and we don't need your thirty-minute YouTube video explaining. You we don't. We don't. And you tell us at minute twenty-eight because you—that's the attention-seeking stuff, like, right? Anyway, and before you throw that nail your way, give it to me. Um, Listen, I'll take it. I'm a large, <laughs> depending on what it is, a medium, depending on what it is. Oh, uh, but with that being said, I'm still said it's been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Yeah, I know it has been a lengthy one, but it has been a great a good one, one. Uh, yeah. a really good one, any good one. And we appreciate y'all for sticking around. We appreciate our new listeners. So thank y'all, love y'all. Um, that's all I got, Brian. Yeah, man. Uh, we thank you. We would be great without you, but we're greater with you. Have puzzle pieces. We appreciate. We appreciate you. Continue to follow us and subscribe to all the things. Continue to engage. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Jasmine. Continue to engage. Share your thoughts, your feelings. Uh, you can follow us on social media. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare, the Jigsaw Podcast. Email us at the Jigsaw. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the episodes, let us know. If you have an episode topic for us, something we want to talk about. Let us know. I, we do appreciate all the engagement. I know somebody hit me up recently and said, I know y'all going to unpack this Kurt Franklin joint. And we did. So thank you for your support. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much it. Before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, why you can, various best ways that you can. But in all you're doing, don't get caught with your work on doing. And send me a birthday shout out. Tag me in a yeah. story. I would Please appreciate do. that. Love y'all. See y'all next Peace. week.